You're listening to General Geekery Podcast. Well, I'm here to do a job, here to make a couple bucks. The crew of the Bebop, Bebop. Bounty hunters on the run for the Wulong in my pockets, and you know it never stops. Never stops. The rumble in our stomachs, that adventure in our spirits, still we're running from the past. From the past. Whether loved ones or family life and identity, you know it never lasts. Never lasts. See you later, Space Cowboy. I got a job to do. See you later, Space Cowboy. I got a job to do. Landing on the planet and we scoped out our target. Radical ever, she hacked the security office. Baby, when she's gone, probably gambling and drinking. Jet was just messing with his bonsai tree stinking. What's it all about and why do we fight? Because our stomachs are hungry when we sleep at night. And home is just a memory. We got no direction. Got no fuel, so we're stuck. No luck. That's all right, because you know a job always comes in the nick of time. Check the bullets and you're gonna watch your back. You're watching mine. Put a collar on the bounty, now we're eating. All we gotta do is get him back without being deleted. And I mean it, just an army of red dragon thugs because vicious tipped them off now the guns pointed at us so what's up want to go well we're always down to fight if you need a pointer or two just watch my man spike giving a roundhouse kick to the head getting his gun swing pistols place until the house is lit up like the sun so we're surrounded index finger up thumbs up bang you're dead as we fall to the ground and the last thing i thought of was how she looked on that day that was like a whole lifetime With me tonight, as always, is JD. Uh, he's running a little behind. I'm guessing he's got a kid that won't go to sleep, and that's what's holding him up. Uh, when he is ready, we will add him. He'll jump in here with us. And uh, But uh, co-hosting with me tonight is, uh, from last episode, is my good buddy Jimbo. Thanks for joining us, Jimbo. Okay. Thanks for coming back. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. Good. I'm glad we didn't uh, didn't drive you away completely. Uh, and we have a, a real special episode for you tonight. I think um, we have us have with us tonight uh, Solomon Witt, who is running the Kickstarter for the Hell Screamers, which is a military science fiction toy line, one eighteenth scale, that is uh, live on Kickstarters right now. Solomon, thanks for joining us. Hootie hoo! <laughs> What's up, guys? Very little. Thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. Not I at all. I appreciate it. Um, this is uh, going to be an experience, I guess. 
Well, I'd say it's off to a good start. I mean, last time I checked, it is almost halfway funded in less than really? okay. 24 hours. I've been, I've been getting play-by-play by some of the guys. They've been telling me, and it's kind of um, – we had like this bet going. We were talking about like what it would come out to within the first uh, 24 hours. And I was like, ah, oh. I was like, it'll slow down between 15 to 18 the first day. So now they're kind of ripping me on that. You know. I am looking at the page right now, and it says 148 backers with $42,391. Wow, man. That's the I, last time that, I checked it, too. Yeah. So thanks, that was guys. just a couple thanks minutes Thanks for everyone who's uh, pledged and kind of supported this product. It's I've been working on it for a while, um, but I can't take all the credit either. I mean, there's so many people that thanked it. Just um, guys I've known for a while, some new people that I've met. Um, who've been so supportive and they've come out of the woodworks just to kind of lend a hand in any which way they can, you know. Um, the admin team isn't just the admin team, you know, they're part of the crew as far as I'm concerned. Uh, from, I guess, if you, uh, from uh, Chris Mad to Jared Brown, Jose Sola, um, even guys from other groups like uh, Bobby Hoth, Mike Samsel, uh, even very close friends like Jim Fraser, like just so many different people, like, you know, um, I can't even I can't even name so many of the people who actually helped. Uh, my home is um, basically a keeper one hundred, you know, the custom site. Right. And um, Ruben, uh, Roger Ruben was kind enough to kind of let me into his home. You know, you have great admins there, great team of people from um, man Jeff to Dave to Eric to man. You guys know all these guys, you know. Oh yeah, I've known uh, Ruben Panama, for you know, going so, on for ten years now. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, and you know, you know Hatcher, Mike Hatch, who you think you had on last Mike week, Hatch. was it, or the week before? Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. He's a buddy of mine, been a buddy of mine for several years. I always Correct. people always ask me, are we, are we related? Because we have the same last name. Correct. I mean, um, even guys like uh, Billy Singh have just been so awesome in helping me promote and like pushing this on like fifteen, twenty thousand pages. <laughs> Every time I turn around, I'm getting a ping. Um, just a lot of these guys have been so supportive, you know, from friends to family to people who like the line. And um, I guess um, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to make sure that everybody's happy with this. You know, they have choices and options. And that was the toughest part, trying to figure out. Oh, I can't even what imagine. Yeah, but, I, I uh, can't even imagine all this. When you're dealing with so many colors, you know, you start to go blind going, all right, what's going to be a great color combination? And for a while, what I did was uh, I started posting up some images of like, hey, what colors do you guys think would be great? And I took that feedback. I mean, originally, the guys who know me and know this project, when it started, was I was just going to do the Hellscream with the 10 characters, call it a day. That was it. No jet fighters, no nothing. Just done. Um, and then I started hearing people say, hey, you know, you're going to have different colors, like so-and-so, like so-and-so group. And I'm like... You know, I really didn't want to do that because it's just – it's hard enough as it was at the time doing it by myself. But as I started getting help, I was able to spend that time to sit down and look at all the options. And I wanted to provide something where people could uh, make their own figures. You know, like – I mean the great part about collecting, we'll just say even stuff like G.I. Joe when we were kids is Frankensteining our Joes or Frankenjoeing if you want to call it. Totally. Yeah, Take good. apart your stuff, make it whatever the hell you want, name it whatever you want. And I think that's a lot of what a lot of some of the bigger companies are missing is that they forget the nostalgia of it all. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. 
I mean, not to talk bad about them. It's just to say that <clears throat> they forget. I think it's a lot of it is the bottom line for them. Yeah. And they forget what it's like to be a kid. And, you know, I think the last thing I want is uh, I don't want – I mean, I want to go back in time, but I don't want to go back in time to the point where I'm playing with five POA figures. Which is where we're at right now with Star Wars. Yeah. Right? You know? And nobody wants that. No. And, I, and it's so weird. It's like I understand they're in the business to sell toys, so they're going to sell the kids. That's their demographic. That's their market. But I think that uh, when you have companies like, let's say, Big Bad Toys or these other bigger companies that are selling this product, it's not kids who have the credit cards. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's adults our age. Yeah, definitely. We've, we've talked – there's any number of posts on any number of boards and any number of groups about this. I mean, yeah, we've been talking about this for – as long as we've been adult collectors, that yes, a lot of the toys are geared towards kids, but the adult collectors are the ones buying them. Yep. And yep, even as true. a kid, I mean, that's I stopped collecting G- Star Wars figures and went to GI Joe when they started coming out, simply because the articulation was better, the equipment, the the accessories were better. I was a yep. kid, and you know they say kids don't care about that kind of stuff. I, I call bullshit on that because that's exactly why I, I switched. I mean, for myself, I know that's untrue because uh, I remember having a Stormtrooper and when Snowjob came out, I dismantled the Snowjob to make an articulated Stormtrooper. <laughs> nice. So, you know, that was uh, that was me back then. But it's, it's different when you're on the other end because it's not about, like, really uh, just what you like. And I thought about it. You know, you can build whatever you like, but it has to be. If you plan to sell it, it has to be something that everybody's going to want. So you have to compromise that vision sometimes. And that is, I, I can't even imagine how hard that's got to be because it is. I am convinced it is impossible to please 100 percent of the people 100 percent of the time. This is uh, you, this is such you, a fickle group. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what it is. I mean, collectors they are fickle, but in a sense, think about it. I mean. They put so much of their time, their energy, and their effort into collecting, right? So it's part. Of, it's almost like an ownership, right? Like we – I mean I think a lot of – even myself will bitch at companies like Hasbro, part of my expression, to say, hey, you know, um, what's wrong with these figures? Why am I getting so many repaints? We put so much money into it because for, what, 20-some-odd years, we've uh, made this what it is and they created a monster 20-some-odd years ago. Yeah. It's never going to go away. No. This monster is so big that for whatever reason it is, it will never go away. No matter how hard they try and change it up, it doesn't matter. And it also just proves it by looking at all the other lines that are out there too. You know, like, um, what is it, Extreme didn't make it. You know, Sigma 6 didn't make it. Yep. Because all these younger kids that are going to get into toys eventually, who are their parents? Us. Us. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and uh, yeah, don't worry about your language. We uh, are proud to earn our... Uh, parental advisory seal. So, <laughs> do well, not... I'll try to refrain just in case some kids are listening. <laughs> no, we 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 have a parental advisory list. Uh, oh, okay. On uh, iTunes, so uh, we uh, we swear quite frequently. Uh, not a problem. So, so do I. I cuss like a sailor, but you know. Uh, I prefer the little... term "speak like a well-educated sailor." Actually, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not a problem. You can swear all you want. So. Um, but yeah, see there you go. Thanks, Jimbo. Uh, mm-hmm. So, start off for us. What what got you started on this? Um, you know, 
it was a story that was told me years ago by my grandfather in passing, like, you know, just kind of like little kind of, I guess if you want to call them fairy tales. And I compiled this story and I thought about it for years and then decided, okay, as time went on and I was off to do my own thing, I said, well, I want to do a toy line. What do I want to do based on? I said, you know, here's a cool character concept that I wanted to do. Let me just mash this all together. The, what the Hell Screamers are today aren't what they were a year ago when I started this. You know, they were just entirely like spacemen. Uh, there was no type of, I guess, if um, I guess a spiritual entity type force. It was just like aliens or bad race versus the humans. I guess if you want to call it sort of like Star Wars concept. But as time went on, I realized they already have Star Wars. You know, and I try to stay away from anything that's intellectual property or something else as much as possible. I am not reinventing the wheel. I'm not creating something per se super new. I'm just trying to create something different. Um, the story of the Hellscreamers is really about how humanity tries to overextend their welcome. In general, this not in space or even in the storyline, but just as human beings. Uh, we do things to kind of like uh, doom ourselves, if you would. And if you look at the story of the concept of the Hellscreamers, somebody asked me, like, you know, I love the way you did the bad guys. And I said, which ones? And, and they were like, what do you mean which ones? Aren't the humans, the other guys, the Divine Hammer good guys? Not necessarily. There's a reason why they, the figure line is called Hellscreamers. They're named after the Hellscreamers. They're not the, named after Divine Hammer. There's a reasoning for it. Uh, the storyline is really about how humanity is pretty much fighting themselves. Huh. You know, trying to find immortality, they stretch themselves to the limit. And it would just be like uh, them trying to, I guess, uh, I guess find out who they are, where they come from. Uh, it's a symbiote relationship, right? Like when you look at a human being, there's the conscious human being, and then we have our souls, correct? Sure. So when we pass, or when we, as they call it, pass on, what happens to our souls? Where do they go? Where do they transcend? Where do they go? I mean, and I didn't want to get into the whole religious aspect per se. But that's the question that everybody asks about immortality, right? So even through science today, we're always trying to, I guess, replace organs, live longer. And in this stage in the storyline, the human beings are trying to travel past humanity. They're trying to, I guess, find immortality or mortality, I should say. And in the process, the hell screamers are stopping them because they're from the dimensional timeline as the humans. Technically, in the storyline, to sum it up, the humans are technically fighting themselves, just nice. in a different timeline. I like that. That's pretty clever. Wait a minute. So, wait. So, like, <laughs> one group is from the future or the past? Yes. It's, it's technically, there is no future and a past. How it works is they're on the same dimensional planes, except for one's just traveling through a time wall, like a, a time wall, a time hole, if you, if you call it, like a, a dimensional rift. It, it's it's hard to it's hard and complicated to really explain when you look at the concept of humans leave Earth and they let's say go through a warp and they come into another dimensional time and in this dimensional time they're they're kind of like how they say on the other side of the world there's somebody else who looks like you. Right. Well, picture on the other side of the universe there's someone who looks like you and acts like you, except for they're actually your soul connection. The human uh, being is the consciousness. So. The Divine Hammers and the Hell Screamers are basically two sides of the same coin, like on a one-to-one -one individual basis. Correct. But when you look at characters like Harkin, you have yet to meet the human Harkin yet, which will be discussed later on in another series of figures. 
when you do meet the uh, the Hark the Hell Screamers Harkin, I'm not going to name them Harkin. These guys have like their kind of like their their own name of what it means for them. Like you know, Harkin means something in the Hell Screamers verse versus uh, let's say uh, the we'll call him Admiral Keen. We'll say in the human universe. Gotcha. Okay, and this will this will all be elaborated out in the comic, right? Correct. Which is what we talked about before. Um, I'm looking to do a four-issue miniseries, obviously, that I'm looking to release as of next year, explaining the story of the Hellscreamers. Uh, when I created the Hellscreamers, like I said, I didn't think I was going to do a uh, multicolored, pick-your-own-color, make-your-own-faction. Um, as time went on, I thought that's kind of boring, you know? To pigeonhole somebody as a collector into, this is what you get, here you go. I mean, I come from a customizing background with uh, the type of friends and people that I relate to. And I thought, you know what? Let them have fun, too. Why not? Oh, and, yeah. uh, there, there are characters, by the way. Just because you have, like, let's say, a green guy with white armor doesn't mean in the future you won't see characters for that. Nice. You know, for that group or those units or guys in red armor with black or whatever. I plan to eventually do that. I mean, sometimes it's a simple head swap. But at least it gives them a little bit of personality, you know, a leader of some sorts to look forward to for their own customized special army that they made for themselves. And if they choose, they can use the other heads or they can use the character heads that I create. Um, I just wanted to offer something where they could also tell their own stories. Like, yeah, you know, they're the Hell Screamers, which Harkin and um, Thragon, and they would be considered the main Hell Screamers. But they're also what they call subchapters or some subdivisions, and they all have their purpose. So it doesn't matter what color they pick or people pick. It's They all have their purpose. They can make them whatever they want. You want to make them purple, yellow polka dots, and you want to put ponies on your little wingtips for your jet fighters, <laughs> by all means, go ahead. They're still viable. Do whatever you want. And I think that's probably one of the best things about any of these Kickstarters, really, is it's like there is an established, very elaborately detailed established universe for this stuff but it's not just your idea and it's not just I mean it's got room to grow and you're completely open to other people adding to it and making it their own that's one of the things that I loved about uh, Marauder Task Force and the boss fight you know retrieving hack figures it's like I'm in love with them because it's they're they're allowing fans to create their own world you know there's no limitations and I kind of wanted that too. I mean, my the way I actually made these figures are yeah, they're space related, but I didn't want them to be limited to just space too. You know, if you look at like some of the armor, if you remove all the armor, they can kind of look like a little bit like ground troops, you know, or regular kind of modern sci-fi characters, where they could look like futuristic space characters with their armor. I think that when you, I think with the way collecting has gone these days, with a lot of customizers starting to make their own stuff. This is what they want, you know. They yes. want the accessibility to be able to buy parts, um, to switch weapons, to take one weapon and put it into their other figure line, take the other figure line weapon to put it into whatever they bought. I think it's a great kind of like a a mix and match, if you would, you know, not limiting people, limiting sorry, uh, people from being pigeonholed to just your idea. Totally, uh, Jimbo. Did you have a Want to ask a question there, real quick? Um, I got, I had, I had written down like a whole list of them. Uh, I was farming some questions across the various boards. 
Uh, uh, to, to keep going with the storyline, who is CERN? CERN. So here's the story with CERN. CERN is the supreme commander. He's the emperor of the Hellscreamers. He's like, if you would like, the big boss. But he is not the ultimate supreme leader. The creator, if you would. Um, I thought about whether or not I was going to create Testament, which is actually the leader of all of the Hellscreamers. He's like the, if you would call it, the star god. But I thought, you know, if I create Testament, then pretty much game over. <laughs> you know? It's... Uh, he comes in, destroys everything, no storyline. So I had to create another character, and what I created was CERN. And CERN himself is like the emperor of all of the armadas. Uh, he has his generals in place. There are other characters that I've yet to, to, I guess, release, because they also play a part in sort of like the whole, you know how like Destro and Cobra Commander and G.I. Joe have like the conflict where they have their own agendas? Like, everybody in Cobra has their own agenda. Well, it's the same sure. thing. In the, in the eyes of even good guys and bad guys, everyone has their own agenda. So you have Harkin, and then you have uh, Thragon. And Thragon is pretty much the right-hand man to Harkin. But he's also more loyal to the, um, I guess if you want to call it the, uh, the hierarchy is what they call it. Uh, he's, more high, he's more kind of loyal to CERN than he is General Harkin. Harkin also has his own motives as well. And that's just kind of like in nature in general for any living being to have its own mode of survival. Really? Uh, and CERN, how CERN plays a part is he oversees everything. And he, when it comes to the invasion of the desolation of a planet, he is the supreme commander who makes that supreme or that ultimate kind of like uh, go ahead. Um, without getting too much into his development, because currently he's just the guy who sits on the throne and commands people. Uh, you don't want to give away too much of his story, but he is almost ascending into godlike powers. So by creating him, it's kind of like uh, making a, I guess if you want to call it like a supreme, almost like a god, where he has his weaknesses. So in the gameplay, or let's say in the toy play, there is a chance to defeat him. So I needed somebody who is less powerful than Testament. That makes sense? Totally. So that's where he comes into play. And CERN, he has the ability to um, kind of leave his physical body and actually astral path, like go into another body of any one of the Hellscreamer army. Like he can basically see through their eyes. He can talk for them. So let's say CERN's sitting on his command ship and he wants to transmit a personal message. He can actually take over the body of one of the, let's say, navigators and change course of the ship if he wants. Nice. You can do that with multiple characters on, on a vessel as well. Um, but he's also limited to certain things as well. I mean, he can't really um, go past a certain barrier because he has to stay closer to um, to Testament, I guess, in the realm, in that realm. Traveling too far makes him weaker and weaker. Um, I guess that's pretty much the basic story without giving too much away. Yeah. All right. Hang on just a sec here. We have JD back on the show, finally, so I can say uh, welcome, as always, to episode 10 of General Geekery. With me is JD. Um, Howdy. Luckily, JD's smarter than me when it comes to this and can figure all this stuff out later. So, um, we... (laughs) Hang on (laughs) (laughs) 
So, the dog wants to join in here. Um, that's the puppy for you. Uh, so, <laughs> Solomon had been describing uh, kind of the backstory behind Health Screamers, which we're not going to recap, obviously. Um, so, so we're just cool. kind of pick up where we left off. So, uh, JD, do you have a question that you wanted to ask right off the top? Uh, well, <clears throat> my first question is, <clears throat> were you a Star Brigade fan? Because this thing, this this, um, this, this whole lineup, it, it seems to me, <clears throat> and what's got me so excited about it is <clears throat> it's sort of a, it's sort of an organic sort of non-boxy, uh, non-boxy, better articulated Star Brigade. <laughs> well, yeah, it's basically the Star Brigade that that I really wish we'd get in the modern format, but uh, obviously it's not going to happen due to parts availability. I mean, I can't think of... They can't actually do it. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen some of my Star Brigade stuff. No. Customs of. I'll, I'll, I'll send no. you... Send you I guys must see of those. It. Um, it's kind of like um, I was doing some customs, and I said, you know, what's everybody not doing? You know, um, yeah. anytime somebody's doing something, I go, okay, they're doing that. And you know, you always let other customizers have their their time in the sun. You know, you always allow them to kind of shine whatever it is they're doing, especially. Yeah. And I said, well, what am I going to do at this point? I said, you know what? Uh, I was doing Star Brigade. I did a few Star Brigade figures that I was doing for uh, customs for for the Far Side Con, uh, which is the Destro that I was doing, uh, the Bats, and then I kind of extended into that with characters and a storyline. Well, uh, if you're looking for something nobody else is doing, well, Star Brigade's the uh, the way to go because uh, all 15 of us in the world that are fans of it, um, chances are those the other 14 aren't doing that. So. Um, that's uh, so you were a fan then. So I was just um, you know what's so funny is I wasn't a fan back in the eighties when the figures came out, um, and neither was I. But I am as an adult, and like yeah. as I got older and my my uh, my viewpoints on things changed, uh, and one of them was Star Brigade, one of them was Python Patrol. Um, these were things that I didn't so much care about when I was a kid, uh, but. That's completely flipped now. Like I'm a I'm I'm a big fan of both, and I want modern updates, but not necessarily, not necessarily true updates to what they originally were. I want to see new Star Brigade figures that aren't necessarily just um, retreads with new parts, but I want to see the concepts brought back, and I want to see like I I really want to see a new version of like Roadblock. Roadblock and payload and sci-fi in their Star Brigade things, but not yeah. necessarily exactly like they were. And when Brian first linked me to the Hell Screamer stuff, I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, dude, that's that's what I wanted sort of a new <clears throat> modern construction take on sort of what Hasbro started with Star Brigade, and that was it right there. And that's why I've been so excited about this Kickstarter. Yep. I mean, I wasn't a fan as a kid. And then, um, obviously, at the time when they were making these figures, I mean, what other figure choices did you really have? You know, so you bought them anyway, so you continued. I would say it was that. Yeah. It was Ninja Force, and it was Battlecore. So, 
Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, well, the battle core was sort of the basic Joe line. You know, it had gimmicks and it had some funky figures. And, and then, well, there was Ninja Force. And even though ninjas were huge in the early 90s, that was still sort of a niche audience. And then yeah. I feel like Star Brigade was another niche audience on the completely opposite end of the spectrum. And, yep. <clears throat> and, and, uh, and so, you know, people that liked them then may still like them, but I have a feeling it's another one of those things where as people have gotten older, it's sort of developed a cult following that it didn't used to have. I was just informed. I was just informed by one of the admins that we are at fifty percent. I was just going to mention that. Already? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was yeah. just going to mention ah, that. Damn. See, and the yeah. uh, the and what did that for you was being on our podcast tonight. Uh, when oh we, yeah, uh, yeah. Thank sure you. That, you know what, guys? I'm sure that. Thank you. Very, thank you very much. Because I, uh, when we had Eagle Force guys on, uh, their Kickstarter got funded complete. Got funded. While they were recording with us. Then it's a good thing that I'm on here, right? <laughs> that, that's why we wanted to have you, man. It's like, you know, this thing's going to, we're, we're good luck for Kickstarters, man. We're going to have him on and it's going to, they're going to make yeah, some milestone while we're recording. all 14 of our listeners must contribute. So, um, I, 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 I can't believe it, dude. It's been up for, what, just over 24 hours? And it's yeah, already so halfway? That's amazing. Started at 9 o'clock last night and, uh. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, but remember, guys, like, my, my goal is a little bit smaller than most, too, and those other guys really crank theirs out, and, you know... They, yeah, I was going to say, but this leaves plenty of room for stretch goals, so... Yeah, Yeah, totally. I mean, like I said, originally, I wasn't even going to do that, but then I was like, how fun would that be? <laughs> right. Yeah, well, now it's like you need, even if you weren't planning stretch goals, you kind of need to, because if it funds that fast, what are you going to do for the other 28 days? Well, um, we, we talked about this too, I mean, in, in, in the admin group about um, opening other smaller little goals and stuff um, after some of the stretches were open because there's a huge gap between uh, CERN and the command squad all the way up to the jet fighters. But it just has to be. I mean, the tooling is so high yeah, on that. Um, and a lot of people asked, you know, like, hey, how much is your jet fighter going to be? And I kind of want to don't want to reveal that now, but. Fair I mean, enough. I've heard prices from three fifty. It's going to be four hundred bucks, and I'm just going to say this right here, and right now. Nowhere near that. Good deal. And, uh, I, and, I, and I don't mean, and I don't mean higher either. <laughs> Is it still going to break down into six modules? It will. Uh, yeah, each each series that I release a set of figures, it'll basically be a component that you can add onto the jet fighter. Oh, and nice. I kind of wanted to do that so I, I didn't break wallets. You know, I didn't want to kind of put it all out there and be like, "Hey, you can do all these things," because there are a lot of kinks that I have to work out in the last couple of pieces. Um, but I wanted to release the next wave is, or not even the next wave. I might even have it probably available in the store when it does open up, which is basically the bomber section with extra wings and extra missiles that you can purchase to just modify your fighter into a bomber. Then after that would be basically the transport and the gunship mix. And then after that would okay, be the, so, the so the Leviathan itself is, is the starfighter, And then it, it doesn't, it, it itself doesn't break into six modules. No, it does not. No, not itself. There will be future modules coming. Correct, exactly. Because if I had to put all that out one time, it would be almost impossible to... That would just... If you think it's hard enough to deal with the figures and the colors and the choices, it would be a madhouse with that. 
I think this is one of the first vehicles that I'm aware of. I mean, how big is the plane itself? Like, how long an engine? Okay, um, Ryan, I I would assume at this point you can see all your messages on Facebook, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to send Brian a picture, and I don't know if you guys are all going to be able to see it if he shares it with you guys. But right now, the the pre-production prototype that I did is actually next to a Cobra Rattler. Um... I will eventually show updates for it and everything else, but kind of, uh, it's pretty huge. Uh, it's bigger than the Cobra Rattler. It looks, yeah, it, it looks the, to me like it's the size of the, uh, the Cobra, what was that, that, that white one that broke into two, two play? The Cobra. Condor, it's a little bit uh, smaller than the Cobra Condor. I mean, as the jet mode alone, it's bigger than the, the Cobra Rattler. Nice. Um, I was trying to stay away from that whole kind of big thing, but... To make it look right and proportionate, I had to go that way. And it's really primarily the body. It's not really so much anything else. The wings make it look really huge. I mean, think about it. If you take a Cobra Rattler and you remove the wings, how really, how big really is it? It's like, you know? it's like a bathtub. Yeah, correct. So, <laughs> um, In order for it to look like a tank later on down the road, in order for it to look like a bomber down the road, um, I had to basically jump hoops and stuff with the factory to kind of uh man take a beating on it but it was worth it, it it's worth it for me to uh, what's the word not make so much money on it to as long as i mean i figured if i'm gonna do it man either i'm gonna do it big or go home you know i yeah. mean what, what are pilots without jets i mean i can't really justify I mean, by these pilots it looks so cool that you know personally i would just get off on bragging rights that i that i I brought it to fucking Mark. I just be strutting around with my big ass brass ball saying, "Yeah, I did that. I brought it. You got one in your collection because you know it's fucking cool." I mean, I wanted I wanted to be something that people would remember. Um, It took a while to get everything to kind of like work properly to make sure that it worked properly. Matter of fact, Brian, if you can see your messages, that's basically a picture of it. Uh, I haven't gotten the message yet. I'm looking. It's coming. Okay. Oh, there, there it go. is. Oh, yeah, that thing looks awesome. You know, so it's um. Share it, share it, share it. I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working on it. So that was the pre-production of the shape and stuff before we put all the pieces in it, and uh... all right. when you when you shared it, I guess and they could see it. Um... And that's basically with all the components and stuff attached to it. And I just sent you another picture as well. All right. Yeah, I just sent it to – just texted it to JD. And for our listeners, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean um, I plan to like, you know, obviously show them and make sure that they see what they're getting as well and the progression of it. Um, and – You know what's so funny is you can also kind of almost make oh, a different – Yeah, look at that. Damn. Sending the front it to, canopy and the nose cone actually comes off. And Jimbo, and, um, I just sent it to you um, through Facebook Messenger. Shit, look at that. Damn. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. awesome? Yeah, and I hope you guys like it more in person like I do. Because I have that, it in my case right that's now. That's some shit. That's some shit I didn't even know I needed in my life until now. Well, I can't tell you how excited I am. I mean, JD will attest to the fact that I... And just like a huge, huge fan for military science fiction stuff. And this is like, this, unfortunately it came at a, the Kickstarter came at a bad time for me, but 
this is like my dream line of toys. I mean, I'm making my own figure, my own custom figures. They're not, you know, they're military science fiction kind of stuff. I mean, so this is just like, yeah, I'm just going crazy. I'm just geeking out over all of this because it's just fantastic. Yeah, man, that's that's the that's the whole point of collecting, you know. I made this so other people could enjoy it for themselves. It's just I want it to be limitless for them. And hopefully when you guys see Wave 2 with the females, um, I'm actually dying already to just start that. But, you know, obviously one thing at a time, right? Right. Well, well Hasbro and Mattel will tell you the female figures don't sell. So and We've talked oh, no, about that numerous times on the not. show, and we've just – we've – we both JD and I both agree that it's just utter bullshit. Well, Hasbro, they're not they're not as bad with that as they used to be. I mean, they're not. Uh, yeah, well, then I guess it's not. It's not like Mattel, where where they're, they're, they have a line of Teen Titans Go figures out, and uh, there's like one. Wait, there's like wait, two. There's like two Ravens and two Starfires, and that's about it. And everybody else has a bunch of variations. So, oh, so figures and dolls, I would assume, are two different things for them. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, no, but I mean, they've got, they've got, a, they've got an action figure line in two different scales, and there's a, yeah, there's there's a Starfire in each scale, and there's a Raven in each scale, and but there's no, there's no variation. They're they're just like they are in the cartoon, whereas Beast Boy, Robin, and Cyborg all have. Uh, variant figures out, you know, different different gimmicks, and they come. There's one that comes with the vehicle, and I guess yeah, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty lame. Well, I can't wait to see the see what you're coming up with for Wave Two, but yeah, definitely one thing at a time. I need to see these Hell Screamers ladies. That's the, I'm, I'm really digging the Hell Screamer designs more because they do look like the bad guys. Bad guys are cool. Yeah, well, like I was saying before, like you know, the Hell Screamers are. I mean, if you really notice, like, I named the figure line after the Hellscreamers, not after the Divine Hammer. Right. You know, so um, there's, a, there's a big reasoning for it. It's like I said, you know, uh, the humans aren't necessarily the good guys. They aren't the bad guys either, but they're necessarily not the good guys. And the Hellscreamers aren't necessarily the bad guys. Well, that's all right, because if Brian had his way, the Star Wars line would basically... Would basically just be called uh, Majesty of the Sith, and then he'd, th- he'd, he'd, he'd throw a he'd throw a couple of good guys in there just for shits and well, just My for, wife just is laughing in the background because she so, knows like, JD is right. Um, <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, I mean, look at the Empire, right? Are they technically really the bad guys? No, because I mean, uh, look how many people yes. they employ. Well, yes. well, no. Well, think about it. They do. They do basically. I mean, the Jedi aren't basically running around all throughout the galaxy taking the law. I guess not the law, but I guess uh, upholding the law. I mean, you have stormtroopers walking around, and you don't see people going crazy. I mean, the Jedi aren't doing that. Yeah, they they are job creators, right? Right. I mean, think how many jobs were created when they built the the two Death Stars. Man, that was like economic boom. And that was just after the Clone Wars. I mean, you know, there's always a recession after a war. And here we are. Let's let's, yeah, no, Empire's Empire's good. All right, let's put it this way: the Geonosians uh, built the Death Star, and then once most of the construction was done on the outside of it, they they euthanized the entire planet. They just they terminated 
all life on the planet. Okay, so that's that, that so bad guys. That's pretty screwed <laughs> up. Well, I mean, they're uh, bugs. What do you want? Um, you don't want sentient bugs running around. Jesus, it's, it's like, you know, you drop something on the floor, and next thing you know, you know, drop a piece of donut on the floor, and next thing you know, your house is infested with Geonosians. You want not- Geonosians? That's how you get Geonosians. So, I mean, what else do you guys want to know, per se, as far as, like, the line is concerned? Like, um, do you guys have any other questions when it comes down to, I don't know. Um... All right, I have a few. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Fire away. Um, uh, a gentleman wanted to know if there are going to be Divine Hammer Power Armor guys, like like CERN and his guard. Yes, they will. And that's uh, something that I'm trying to save for a little bit of a part of Wave 3. Wave 3? I mean, you, I mean, I've already oh, planned man. this out already to about wave four, like about three and a half, almost close to four. Excellent. So, um, oh, and this I'm is what loving this already. It took me so long because I originally was going to release this in June, in, Ju- in July, but I, I kind of wanted to wait to see what Disney was going to do with their Star Wars figures. And I said, well, if they do um, 15 points of POA like they've been doing with the regular, you know, the Black Series and stuff, but the smaller scale, right. I was going to hold off. But... Uh, my predictions are right that they were going to do a 5 POA, and as soon as they did that, I said, okay, I'm going to drop these. Because that's something that we haven't had yet, is a science fiction line, and I think the fans deserve one at least. Hell no, because for a long time, you were seeing a lot of um, lot, a lot, lot of customs that used the super-articulated Iron Man and Iron Man 2 figures for exactly that reason. That's what I use uh, in most of my science fiction I, customs is yeah, I Iron used, Man I, I used a bunch of those parts. Um and a lot of it was simply because there wasn't. There's nothing else. That out was there. as close. Yeah, there, 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 there wasn't. There was nothing else in the market really that that, that would achieve it. Um, and then the only problem that it had was at some point you saw a saturation of. It became there were so many customs using Iron Man parts that yeah. it just became kind of cliche. It's like oh, more more Iron Man parts. Nobody. People weren't doing enough to sort of – they weren't using it as a basis and, and, and doing more with it. It just became sort of like if it's not some sort of uh, some sort of star-created armor that you're doing, um, then – like I'd see customs that were like full suits of armor and they were in sort of other colors and you know they, they'd throw some other gear on it. To make it look like to, to try to disguise the fact it was an Iron Man figure, but um, you know when when you see Iron Man figures in, uh, they're pretty they're, they're, they're pretty distinctive. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's um, definitely been the yeah, hardest it, part for me to do my encoded troopers. Is is I do use the Iron Man parts, but I try and use ones that don't get used frequently, and try to blend them in so they're not so hi I'm still using Iron Man 2 parts because that's the only thing I can get my hands on that, that's the great part about customizing though is to be able to take almost anything and make whatever you want and I was just I guess um, yeah you know you have the health screamers but then you also have like people can use these parts for whatever they wanted uh, in the color combinations I chose to make something that's kind of like I guess your you can make them for anything. You can use them with pretty much almost anything you wanted. You know, if you wanted to make uh, 
shield agents, if you wanted to make uh, Cobra guys, if you wanted to make G.I. Joe guys. I mean, it's just it's part of that three and three quarter universe. You can't escape it. Is um, that why you use the, the Joe format? <clears throat> no, I, I, I think, you know, I, I didn't I mean, I didn't copy their engineering because obviously I wanted to stay away from what they were doing. But at the same time, it's the same type of mod. You know, it's like, you know, you get the plug in arms and stuff. Right. Um, I haven't gotten to a situation where I can actually take apart one of my figures and plug it into a Joe. I mean, obviously, it's you have to customize things yourself, you know? Socket uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is. Yeah, because uh, you know, my job isn't to basically copy another company's piece, you know? I don't want the last thing I want is somebody knocking on my door and telling me that yeah. I can't be, yeah, with a cease and desist about, like, these joints. Because um, that was the hardest part. Like, you know, you can have a, um, a person who's, through these sculpting something and then have to do the engineering on the inside and you go, okay, how am I going to do this? You know, and you don't want to look at somebody else's stuff and copy that. You know, you have to come, you have to get creative at that point. It's just like coming up with colors too. You have a figure in front of you and people go, oh man, how'd you come up with the color scheme? Well, <laughs> believe it or not, it started with, <clears throat> it started with making photocopies of the figure, laying them out and coloring them with marker first and looking at it from a distance going, okay. The armor from this guy that's produced is the same body that comes from this that's in the mold. So how do we make two different colors make them, you know, make, and make them look right? You know, without looking like just the armor switched over. Um, if you really look at these figures, it's just like almost anything else. Uh, it's one body type. Right. I just make a bunch of accessories, which is what everybody wants. Accessories, heads, gear, weapons, you know, weird stuff. I mean, I even went as far as trying to which I think is I kind of accomplished, which is a cyberblade, a retractable cyberblade. And it comes out of the wrist gauntlet. Right. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to give people the options, like I said, to create their own universe, you know, or create or add to whatever they have <coughs> uh, to make something that uh, other companies either won't make or haven't made or uh, will never make. Who knows? Uh, with articulation. I think Hasbro is, is done with articulation, really, especially for in terms of creating new new figures, like new molds and whatnot. They they may farm the, the GI Joe library as it is at this, to keep, you know, pissing out little little grips and grabs that they've been doing. But I've completely lost faith in Hasbro creating new super articulated. Figures. I, I just there's zero chance for that. I'm very I'm very. Uh, well, I mean, I, I hope, I mean, everybody everybody is a fan of G.I. Joe. Like, all these guys in the community love G.I. Joe, and I hope that's not the case. Uh, I hope that at some point they could, uh, what? Hit halfway by 24 hours? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I think that, uh, I think they try, but I, I think also a lot of people don't seem to realize a few things. You know, after talking to a lot of different people, you know, G.I. Joe doesn't really make a lot of money in comparison to other intellectual that, properties, you know? So I, for them I, to sink all the this fact, money. The fact that Hasbro doesn't use Hasbro Toy Shop to try to direct market collectors tells me that they don't give a fuck about us and that they're not really trying to market to us to see how much money that they can get. Well, Hasbro I, Toy I, Shop is nothing but a dumping ground for leftovers that they can't sell to the retail market. That's, I, I would agree, I would agree with you. I, I would agree with you to um, to small well to a greater extent than smaller extent because um, obviously just like in anything, man, when you run a business, you sell all your good stuff to the people who want to buy it, and whatever is left, 
<laughs> yeah. You know, you let people pick out whatever they want. Hell, I'm guilty of going to the Hasbro toy shop and buying a bunch of Thors and and so and so and Hawkeye figures for like two ninety nine, four ninety nine. So I could use them for custom parts. Yeah. I mean, Bandai can do it where they they sell you know the mass market stuff to the little kids, but they also do the high end collectibles that are you know targeted directly to the adults. That you know they they can do it and they they maximize their profits to both markets. Hasbro, for some reason, just doesn't want to put in the effort and see if that adult market will still come back, you know, for good product. They, they you know, it's so funny. On the want the stuff that they, that they just, you know, half-assed. On, on the defense of some of the designers that I've gotten to know and meet, they've tried. Man. They, they really have, man. you got to see some of the stuff. Oh, yeah, it, it's, not the, it's not the guys in the trenches. I, I don't blame them. It's all the it's suits up that are the ones that are making the decisions. They're just yeah, like... Well, the adult market is just too small for us to care about, and they don't give us, you know, that much money to worry about. And I, I'm not sure where they got those numbers from, since I've never seen them do any market. Well, let's put it I've this never way. I, I, I was mentioning this to Brian yesterday, because I found a bunch of the new Joes, and, you know, I said, I know you don't care about most of them, because they're repaints, but I, the fact is, there is. Absolutely no market support from the retailers for GI Joe. Uh, yeah, that's a huge part of it. There's, there. I mean, Toys R Us is is it. They they do. They they fully support the line, but the sales uh, have to be there. And if it wasn't for Toys R Us, there would well, be no there would be no GI Joe at retail. Right now, Hasbro and does not put on their ass and wait for the sales to come to them. They have to put out stuff that we are, you know, that that, that adults are going to really fucking want. Dude, I hate to say it, but but no, you know what? The reality of the market is this: war toys. We're we're going through a, it, it. It's it's and that's it, why you have a, companies. And listen, this is why and this is why I'm grateful for companies like uh, uh, Marauder Gunrunners. This is why I'm happy that Boss Fight did what they did. Uh, I'm happy that Eagle Force is back out. Man, I was a big fan of that as a kid. As much as they were like 5 POA back then and 2 inches, I loved those things to death. And when I found out that they were coming out and 3 3 quarter fully postable, I literally almost, I'm not going to say it, I almost lost my shit. I almost <laughs> like literally almost had a freaking heart attack. <laughs> but I also realized that this, this thing that I'm doing right now is really about the fans too, just like all the other guys who are doing this as well. I think that it's time that all these guys who have skill sets, man, they gather together, make a team, because uh, it's possible. It I, is. I'm a, custom, I'm a customizer. Yeah, I come from the design field. You know, I worked for Games Workshop for 15 years, and <clears throat> throughout the years, I've gotten to meet so many different people and so many guys with so much talent, from customizers down to guys who go sculpting to renderers. You name it. It's uh, 3D sculptors. And if everybody just pulls together, everybody can actually have something and create something that's a viable product. And fans like myself don't mind paying 15, 20, 25 bucks for a figure. You follow? Yeah. Because if, I mean, what choices do we have at this point? I mean, we're paying, I think when it comes down to collecting, let's say, the AROP figures, if you want a decent AROP figure, what is it costing you? You know? I mean, what is it costing you? At least 15 to 20 bucks anyway, right? For a classic O ring, if that's what you're into. <clears throat> now, with the modern figures, <clears throat> because it's so expensive in low numbers to produce these things, your price point goes up. 
but I think that people are grateful to just have something that's just not a five POA anymore. Yep. I am so sick of, and and, and, and I'm just gonna say it, man. Um, when we as fans accept it and continue to buy it because it's just available, what we do is we put ourselves in a position where they go, hey, we're still selling stuff anyway, five POA, and everybody's buying it because they like the vehicle or they like the head from this. Let's just keep doing it and. This, we're our dumping ground. Yeah, and I've been saying that for years. Test market for that, you know. I've been saying that for I years, mean, and that's that's why I'm not supporting GI Joe anymore. As who didn't much think as, that they were going to make they weren't going to make a mask line when they released Matt Tracker for the 25th anniversary? As soon oh, as I saw that figure, I was like, "Oh man, I'm going to see that in two, three years. I'm excited." I yeah, mean, I, I knew it was coming. Yeah, Shit, I, I'm still waiting on the Micronauts revival. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I would love for a, a 118 scale mask line. I mean, I I would. I had a couple of the vehicles as when I was a kid and, and loved them. But my the only thing that drove me away from it is it wasn't compatible with my Joes. So uh, I made them com- compatible with my Eagle Force Sky Commandos. They were always on the same shelf. They're all pretty much almost kind of like the same scale. Yeah, they were kind but of. Then I, uh, I think about then it. Then I also added nonsense like battle beasts and all that other nonsense and muscles. You know, I tried to keep them all on one little shelf, but as time went on, you know, the distraction of Star Wars and GI Joe came about. You know, in the highlight of like the '80s and '90s, <clears throat> where it was just full blown, full articulation weapons, guns, holsters, whatever you know I can get my hands on. Uh, it's a different time now, though. You know, things are changing. You have a lot of guys who are customizers who are getting into this. You know, they're creating custom figures and packaging for people to buy. You know, um, there are a lot of creative guys out there. You know, and th- I think that if they take the time to really harvest uh, a lot of the skill sets and like kind of band together, they can do this too. This is not a competition for me. You know, the only th- the only person I'm competing against is myself. That's the way to do okay? it. That's yeah. it. It's just validation of why I left my company years ago. It's uh, it's for me. For me. I mean, when you work for somebody else for so many years, you can't hand off that company to your kids. You know, you yeah. can't pass that legacy on. You have to ask permission when you work for someone else. When you work for yourself, it's different. You know, you can pass that on to you know that legacy lives on, and you don't have a bunch of uh, corporate people telling you, "No, that's not going to work. We're going to do this." Even though, let's say, you own the company. You know, I don't. I don't need that anymore. And if Market it says this idea won't sell. Well, you know. I just I just I think there are a lot of people out there who have a degree in let's say child psychology and also in let's say design and when it comes to like these little kind of ideas like G.I. Joe Transformers and all these little things we grew up, they forget nostalgia. You know, they some people say, Yeah, well I collected G.I. Joe as a kid. I'm like, No, did you really collect as a kid? I mean, did you collect, collect? Well, who does this gun belong to? Oh, I don't know. Then you didn't collect. <laughs> you still don't collect. <laughs> yeah. So, and these are the guys that are actually sitting at the tables, you know? So, I mean, I would. I actually applied for Hasbro, believe it or not. I applied like around uh, five times. <laughs> no response. <laughs> so, well, and yeah, man, JD man. and I have been saying it since we've started doing our podcast again. We see the future of toys Highly articulated toys is crowdfunding. Yeah, it is. It's it's your your it's it's doing what Jimbo just said Hasbro isn't, and it's taking it straight to the consumer. You're bypassing yeah, you, retail. You're you're 
you're getting people what they want and you know you're allowing them to make a choice yes you know what they want and don't want i mean obviously at this point if people tell me hey I think I was looking at something, I think, yesterday where the Celestial Guard weren't selling as much as the Draco pattern unit or the, you know, the, the, the Wrath unit, you know? And I said, hmm, I may have to want to rethink that. That's my responsibility to change that as another offering later on down the road. You know, say, hey, we're going to change this up because obviously this isn't selling. Um, <clears throat> the option will still be there, but it just won't be like, you know, in like a, a series of boxes where people are forced to buy six. Now you can just maybe buy one or two. And um, maybe change it up into something else, you know, giving the consumer what they want, you know, trying their options, taking a poll in a survey, like on the page going, hey, you, what colors do you think, what color combinations out of these four do you guys think is best? And if 100 people out of, let's say, <clears throat> I don't know, 300 people say that's great, and the other 200 people say this is great, well, guess what's going to get produced next? Right. You know, but we're also not going to limit those people and say, oh, shucks, the other 100 people, you know, don't get the other stuff. We'll just maybe make a smaller quantity. But there's also a big thing of, uh, man, if you put that out, I'll buy it. And then when you make it and you put it out. They don't buy it. Yeah, right. you can. it's like, you know, it's so quiet in there, you can hear a mouse piss on cotton. <clears throat> so, yeah. Okay, so I got a couple more questions here. Sure, it's, sure. It's kind of related to the, the, the concern and the options. Kind of, um. <laughs> I know me, I picked my, the, the Caron's Wrath six-pack as the premium, and then I yep. threw in a bunch more money to be able to pick the other stuff. Um, in the backer kit, are we going to be able to pick multiple uh, Kickstarter exclusives? Yes, so I'm gonna there is no the- limit. There is no limit. I'm not stopping people from buying it. The reason why I put 100 on there is because that's kind of like my agreement with the factory that I had 100 units made. However, mm-hmm. not 100 units made. I had more than 100 units made. But the reason why I did that is... I'm going to be honest with you. <clears throat> yes, my job is to sell toys and figures. You know what I mean? But right. I also, I'm also a collector too. And this is, again, um, and I don't want to sound egotistical, so don't take me wrong. But one of the things that I didn't want is people just buying up every last exclusive to the point where it's like literally zero and then basically going on eBay and charging some fan who really does want it. You know, yeah. 200 bucks. So I wanted to save a little bit. So when I say limited, it is limited to the Kickstarter for that amount of units. Then when the store opens up, I'm going to allow people, do you understand, to buy them as well or have the opportunity. Because this is about collecting. I so understand that. So, so everything that's currently on the Kickstarter will be available in the store later? Is that what you're down, saying? Yes, correct. Okay. Maybe in different packaging or whatnot, but... Potentially, yes, correct, correct. So that way it kind of does give that exclusivity to the people who did buy something because I don't want to take that away from them either. I hate it when, when, when a particular figure that you really want is exclusive to someplace you can't go. You know, yeah. it, it, exclusive should basically be like a nice now, little stick they're saying, you know, now, you here's, this, here is the thing though the stealth jumpsuits. The stealth uh, Reaper and the stealth of uh, the, the uh, sorry. The, the clear the, uh, ones, right? Spectral clear ones. Yeah, the purple and blue ones. They will be limited only to the Kickstarter. That's the only okay, way so. you can get them. But they're not limited to. So when you go to check out, if you want to buy 10, by all means, go ahead. Yeah, those are I've, the those are the two figures that I bought, actually. Yeah, yeah. they're not Funds limited to. Funds are kind of limited to, right now, but those um, are the two figures that I, I threw down for. Because I, I am, number one, a fan of the, the jump the whole jump set that you've got going that 
the the between the divine reaper or the divine hammer and the hell's uh, and the reaper jump right. setup, the equipment, the whole nine yards. I love it. every everything about it, and I am a huge fan of translucent figures. So this was I'm like, if I can get nothing else, it will be those two figures. No, it was, it was kind of. Will they be transparent or translucent? Will they be like, like <clears throat> blocked on the outside and you can see all through it, or will they be kind of fogged? Well, be, uh, it's it's a little bit different because with certain types of plastic, you got to remember it's tempered. Like if it's too clear, right. it starts to become brittle and it starts to break because right. it's a different type of plastic. Like what I'm doing is basically kind of like, um, what's the best way I can describe a translucent figure? It'd be like the hags that are that are clearish. Correct, like, correct. They'll, they'll be a little bit more clear than that, I guess, because that's kind of what I was looking for. And they made uh, they made it very clear that uh, that's what I, I, I can get. Like, that's they had no issues with that whatsoever. It's a slightly different material, and I just said, listen, I don't want it to break on me. I don't want it to chip, and I don't want some dude playing with it. Next thing you know, something snaps, and they're like, no. It takes a little bit more work, but I'm paying for it, man. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I'm paying pretty much... <clears throat> what they're asking to make that happen. So I guess to answer your question blatantly, it will be clear. Nice. I, I'm, it'll be sort of yeah. how they made the invisible woman figure from Marvel line before. It's not frosted in other words. So it's sort of like how the, the boss fight clear figures are. And it's just, you know, it's, it's got a little tinge of color to it. Like which is the purple and the blue to kind of make it look like the translucent. And both figures will come with uh, regular heads that are painted because why would you know your stu- your, your suit is stealth, right? Why would your head be? Ah, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But what I'm also offering is that you also get a glow in the dark head where just certain parts are painted, like the eyes are painted black with like white pupils. So that way, when the helmet is on and you close that thing, it, it glows. And what's so great is the way the helmet is set on the inside because of the design, it's like scooped in. The reflection bounces off and it looks like it, it actually reflects back into the chest. Nice. Nice. It starts to look like that the whole helmet. It's sort of like those sci-fi movies where the guy's like, sort of like when people tell a scary story and they have a little flashlight under their face. Yeah. That's the effect I wanted. It's the same thing with the Reapers, too. The Part of the reasons why I give the pilots the help, the glow-in-the-dark heads, and let's say not the troopers. Uh, For example, the Hellscrimmer troopers, the uh, Void troopers, the three bug-eyed guys. Yes. They don't come with a glow-in-the-dark head because they don't need one. But the pilots on both sides have glow-in-the-dark heads. And nice. The reason why is because when you gl- when you you know obviously you take the helmet off and you let it glow for a little bit. When you put the helmet on, you close that lens. It basically glows right through it, and it make- it gives them that effect, like they have a light on inside. That Pretty is cool. Uh, that is so I-, I wanted that interactability because in the storyline, you also have to like I'm going to reveal a little bit of the storyline now. <clears throat> because Hellscream is a dimensional being, they can only travel through a certain time period for a certain amount of time. So what I wanted was the interaction of how the figures work with the story, right? So when the Hellscreamers come through a portal, they attack their enemies. They have a certain amount of time to do it before they have to go back into the into the warp, or back into uh, their dimension. So it's the same thing like when you play with your figures. The figures glow, and the glow starts to go away. Guess what? Guess what, kitties? It's time to put your toys away. Nice. So the glow is gone. If you want them to last longer, then obviously you keep playing or whatever, and you remove the helmet, you let it glow for a little bit, you put the helmet back on, and boom, there you go. They so it's kind of like the, R&R, right? Say that again? They got to go in for some R&R and refresh. Yeah, they do. They do. And the ones that do get left behind pretty much suffer the consequences of being left behind because they start to lose pretty much their whole kind of physical being, if you would. Oh, Fantastic. 
Okay. That's a little bit of a the little story as we go along. Boy, good thing Matt Damon didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one of the questions somebody had wanted answered was, uh, have you looked at doing some sort of playset? Okay, well, here's the thing. Uh, we've been talking with Andre from uh, Dial Warriors recently, and we were actually going to do a command base. But the way things are working out, we actually want to kind of save something, you know? Right. Uh, what we plan to do in the next few months is release the command base. And um, this is how it's going to work, so people know ahead of time. <clears throat> oh, the command bridge. I don't know if you guys saw pictures of it. It's actually on the Facebook page. We started it. I did. We actually wanted to extend it. And how it works is every section, what we want to do is every time we release um, a wave of figures, we wanted to actually make the other sections of the ship. Nice. So So now when you're done and there's four or five waves, you're basically looking from the top, when you're looking down, if it's on the floor, a ship. Nice. With a hangar bay in the back, communication center. It's sort of like, um, you know how they used to have the cardboard uh, pop-up play sets? Yes. Except for all these pieces merge together and turn into a battle vessel, like a ship. So you have the command bridge. Then after that would be like, let's say, the um, the cargo bay. After the cargo bay was the communi- communications room. And then from there, it would actually stretch into the launch bay where you would put your jets. Sort of like a Buck Rogers playset from back in the days, you know? You just have that piece in the back section with, like, kind of, like, half walls and pieces and, like, modular, like, um, control panels and things like that. Because the Dial Warriors are great at that, man. They're they're amazing when it comes to doing stuff like that. And we didn't want that to just be like, here's a piece, there you go, you know? Right. We wanted to really kind of – if we were going to do this and people were going to pay a price uh, for these parts, we wanted to make sure that we're giving them their money's worth. You know, we just don't want it to be a playset. You know, we want it to be something like where if you want to take the pieces and make your own little base, if you wanted to use it for GI Joe for whatever, you can. So, expect to see something like that in the next two three months because we wanted to plan something out in between the time the Kickstarter was over. You know, it's kind of like what are we going to do for the next few months? Right. Um, like along with other stuff like contests, uh, I think they we're going to announce something on Thursday. I won't say anything about it just yet until uh, fair enough. Adam actually. Uh, Adam's going to basically announce the rules and stuff like that, but it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool uh, contest, and uh, yeah, as far as the place that's concerned, uh, we're talking about other stuff like bastions, like little kind of like command posts and stuff like that, because uh, we're going to need that eventually when the tanks come out. So we want all those pieces to fit, tanks? like when the jet, you know what I mean? When the parts of the jet come out for the tank mods. that makes sense? I didn't know there was going to be a tank. Man, I've missed a bunch of stuff apparently here. I'm just, I'm just geeking out here. Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 a lot of all this stuff that we're in the works, but we have to get past this first hurdle. Once yeah. we do that, then I'll know that we need to go full steam ahead. And um, my guys know that every penny of what I'm making at this point, even on my end, is going straight back into this. Like wave two is, uh, I personally, I I do love wave one, but when you see it so much, you know. And you see, like, all your prototypes, you're like, okay, I'm over this. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Wave 2 is just so exciting because I'm one of those people who's into female figures. Like, especially if they're, like, commando, crack commando, tank top wearing badasses, you know? Totally. I mean, one of the female characters is a colonel, and she's a badass. She's a badass. And um, leather clad. Nice. No, I'm a huge fan of, huge fan of again? female figures. Uh, you know, believe it or not, she does. She does. She has a slight scar on her on her lip. Ah. 
Scarface pizza always cool. Yep. Battle hardened veteran, man. She's a, she's a, she's a tough cookie. <clears throat> nice. Uh, JD, do you have questions? Um. <clears throat> well. Nah. These guys have asked <clears throat> most of what I thought of, and they asked it better than I could. Um. If. Um. Although I I, I was wondering if if uh, if you could make a stretch goal of. Uh, some of the some of the uh, the uh, the Hell Screamer troopers in teal, so I can okay, make so Star Brigade Astro Vipers not have to paint teal because fuck okay. Teal. So here's 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 the here's the uh, the scoop. <clears throat> now, as you guys know, I did basically at this point almost seven colors, which is six plus the Hell Screamers, which makes it the seven, right? Which is the purple, right? Once this Kickstarter does go through, like I said, I'm just basically putting my money right back in. When the store opens up, my goal is to uh, to basically put out the last three colors that I was planning to do, which is a teal color huh. and uh, a, like kind of like a foresty green rather than army green and an orange color. Ooh, nice. So nice. Um, <clears throat> I went and then with all the mixed combinations, man, you can see all the pictures. If you go onto the page and you scroll, if you just click on photos, you'll see all the different color combinations of what you could make. I wanted to be able to fit that in, but after looking at seven colors mixed and matched, it was complicated for me to no, decide and choose. I can only imagine what it would be like for people who are collecting. Well, and, let's face it, some colors just don't go together. So. Yeah, you'd be surprised, man. I, I was kind of shocked how well orange and teal actually go together. Uh, yeah, they're opposites <laughs> no. on the color wheel, so they contrast each other really well. Yeah, so, I mean, um, when you look at some of the other characters, like, um, I mean, they, uh, and I'll emphasize in saying it right, if you were to take, let's say, the, uh, the purple body and add green armor to it, the army green armor, they look like... Zentradi. Huh. You know, there's so many. You take the black body and put white armor on it with the three bug-eyed character, they look like Stormtroopers. <laughs> you know? So it allows you to make stuff that you want to, to extend into your universe, if you like. But they're hell screamers. You know? oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's white armor and black... It's black, what is it, a black suit and white carapace. I mean... You know, uh, the one combo I realized was cool was the... Uh was to get a green body uh veteran pilot with the with that gold eagle helmet on it and whatnot. If yep. you, if, if if visor could be red and give him a jetpack, that'd be a nice update for a jetpack general hawk. There are red, red there, there are red visors. There yes, are red, there are five, red visors. There are five and different color visors, uh, and there's two different types of those visors. There's the standard pilot, which doesn't have the crown and the eagle on it, which is actually more for a general hawk, but obviously I know what you mean by the, the, the whole eagle thing. Uh, yeah, and then there are the veteran pilots. The veteran pilots are the ones that actually carry the eagles on their foreheads because they're veterans. You know, They mark a certain type of unit. Uh, uh, they come in five colors, which is <clears throat> blue, purple, red, yellow, and uh, and a clearish kind of like purplish tinge, not like just super clear. It's got a little kind of sh- like a shade to it. But those are the color options you have for both. And because the eagles are all painted so uh, painted gold, I mean it doesn't matter what you put on. Then you can just pick whatever helmet you want. Uh, when the store does open up, um, 
I didn't want to, I don't have the manpower. I'm just going to be honest and say that, like, I really don't have the manpower to have uh, <clears throat> 10 people here, you know, picking and packing one visor, one helmet of this and that. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be offering them in groups of like three to five. So people can army build um, at a reasonable price, you know, uh, so the way they can make their units, they can make characters. And I already created a kind of like a health skimmers official swap page where people can actually meet and swap parts and trade parts, you know? Oh, and, they can just and, yeah, that's, that's going to be fantastic. And um, that reminds me just a shout out to the Vitruvian hacks Definitely. swap page that, uh, I was working on a, a custom, and I needed uh, I needed some feet, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe somebody here will have them. I posted something, and uh, within like 20 minutes, I had two people that just like here, just send me an address, and we'll I'll send them to you. Just pay me yep. for just cover my what it cost me to mail it to you. So yeah, I've done, I've done it a few times too, and, and I I think that community is great. Yeah, definitely. I think the stuff that they're doing, these guys are doing, is just going outside of the box. They're they're just having fun with it. You can you can tell that they're having fun, and this is what I wanted for everybody in doing these science fiction figures that I'm doing. Is just have fun. That's the the main goal. If you take the fun out of it, then it's where's the fun in that? People, yeah, it's not really exciting. You know, you can't let anybody steal away your thunder, man. You just do. It's your it's your hobby. You know, it's something that we all share and we can all relate to. And as long as they're doing that, have at it. Do what you want. Take one out and it just becomes a job. Fuck that. Yeah, I did that already. Been there, done that. You know, and I want this to be fun. The second it starts to become like a job, I'll sell it. <laughs> <laughs> there you and go. And I can't, I mean, it's starting to feel like a job now, but currently <laughs> I know at the end, uh, the end result is... I, I won't be able to take it easy until everybody receives their stuff in their hands. It doesn't matter if I meet meet the goal. It doesn't matter if all the stretch goals get met. I won't be able to sleep properly until I know that everybody's got every piece that they wanted and what they ordered in their hands and they're happy. To an extent, you know. Right. Can't keep everybody happy, but you know what I mean. Uh, so <clears throat> my job is just beginning, you know. It's just starting. Well, I like the and sound I, of that because, I mean, a lot of this stuff, you see it. And it's like, well, okay, this is a fantastic idea, and I'm going to buy into this, and my heart is going to break wide open when I get, you know, half an hour after I get my stuff, and I realize that there's not going to be any more of it. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, man. You you got you to gotta plan things out. You, you got to plan it out, and you got to do it in small chunks. Because if you do, if you give... As they say, you know, blow your load all in one shot. Nobody has anything to look forward to. Right. I mean, I was a, when I was a kid, one of the things that I remembered, <clears throat> like my figures don't come in a, what are they, clamshell they call it, where yeah. you basically take the figure out and put it back in. Uh, my figures actually have like a glue-on, you know, they have a glue-on bubble. Like sort of like the old school G.I. Joe, you know, you rip them off and that's it. Yeah, no, that's, and, uh, that's what I do. I've had some people say, you know, why aren't you going to make them like this? I'm like... Well, the IP that I created isn't really meant for customizing, but I'm actually providing pieces so you can do that. And the idea is that when I was a kid, uh, I would literally walk two miles to this mom-and-pop shop store in Staten Island called uh, Smile and Sunny's. Like two miles. I mean, in the rain, it wouldn't matter because I knew when they were getting their Joes. <laughs> and um, the first oh, thing I would do when I... Oh, please. Say that again? 
uphill in the snow both ways, right? Didn't matter, man. Didn't matter. If I can get to it, and I knew that they were, every few months they were coming out with jerseys, they would, they would give me a call. You know, hey, we're getting our order in this week. I would know what day, and usually it was like a Wednesday. It was weird. I would walk up there, and I would walk down there, I should say, and uh, get my figures. And, you know, when you see your figure in the blister, you see what the figure looks like, right? Yeah. So the fascination's over. I'm like, all right, awesome. The drawing's great. But then what did you do? You turned around in the back, and you looked, and you're like, oh, man, who's this figure? You know, when's yep. he coming out? What's his file card look like? And then you start reading the file card. You look back at all the other figures coming out because you have that figure now, right? It's done. That, that whole experience is like, I have this figure. Who are all these other figures? You bought a little box vehicle. You looked at the booklet to death, man. You checked off all the guys you wanted. <laughs> you circled how many you were going to get. You put times three. <laughs> yeah, you, you just know? described my entire childhood in about two seconds there. That right there is exactly what I'm going to incorporate. That feeling, it doesn't matter what the toy is. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. If you don't incorporate that feeling, if you don't incorporate that nostalgia, the people who collect just be like, okay, cool. It's a toy. That's, you know? One of the things I loved about what Eagle Force did was the whole comic book thing. Like the little box with the little comic book on it. It was just, it reminded me of uh, when I did collect Eagle Force, on the back there was actually a comic page. You know, it gave you a story of the character, a little bit of the personality. It wasn't just a file card, you know? Yeah. And um, the, the card itself also has to have the character on it. You can't just put, like, uh, how do I say this without even talking bad about them? You can't put freaking Roblox Snake Eyes and Lady J on the package over and over and over and over again and just change the name. Right. That's kind. Of, that's boring as hell, man. Like, I don't, I don't even want to see that. I, to me, it's just like, okay. Now it becomes fodder for me. You know, I'll, I'll collect a figure, and if I want more, I just I don't keep the card back anymore. I just throw it out. And they don't seem to realize that these are the things that like stand the test of time, right? Because look how many people sell card backs. Quite a few. And this is, and this is just a point. I mean, maybe I'm telling on myself a little bit, but that's the key to success, man. You got to kind of you got to cater to what the fans want, what they remember. We're, we were the kids back then. We're the adults with the credit cards and the money today. And we're the ones going on these sites, and we're the ones on Kickstarter, and we're the ones going on you know, Big Bad Toys, and we're buying this stuff. And um, although they look at the bottom dollar, um, it, I guess um, we as, I guess, collectors feel like they owe us, right? I mean, it's like, yeah, I put money into this thing for like 25 years. How come you're not going to make that? And uh, we don't seem to realize that as we grow up, things change. So it's my responsibility, if I have an idea, to make uh, to bring that nostalgia back, I guess. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I, I would big, say that go, you go, are go doing it go, right go so home, far. As they say. I would say that you're doing it right so far. And, I, and just 153 people at this very moment agree with you. I, I, I hope so. I hope I can do this line justice, the three and three quarter community, you know, justice. And I hope they enjoy all the waves, you know, and I hope this is a success so I can, you know, so I can be even more excited about wave two, and wave three. And, you know, um, I hope that at some point, um, you know, what's so funny is originally this started as like a script for a movie. Really? What? Yeah, it, it did. Um, I never even thought about really per se toys. I was like writing stories and stuff and writing down all this stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> um, I kind of wanted to do it into a movie script, you know? And I said, you know what? Um, I know toys. I love toys. Let me start that way. 
you know, I mean, who's got like $20 million to do a sci-fi movie? Who's going to give you that, you know? So I say, maybe I'll just start with this. Maybe it becomes something bigger. Maybe it becomes maybe the, well, dare I say it, the next Star Wars, but who knows? Um, It's the things that's really important to me in this is that the guys that help me work on this, that I continue to keep, have them working. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, they help create this too, in a sense where, yeah, it's, it's, it's in a sense like my idea and I create the concept and do all this stuff for it, but they also bring it to life. You know, like when Chris does the card work, he says, all right, well, what pose do you want? And I go, this pose, sort of like this. And he's like, okay. And he, he brings it to life. You know, I mean, I'm an artist too, and I could draw. But who's got time for all that? I can't do it. So I have to realize that the number one rule in art is that you have to learn to let your work go. Sometimes you can't be the control freak. You have to let other people do their skill set. Because if you don't, then you find yourself just basically delaying things even further. And they say five minds think better than one, right? So all these guys play a part. Jared, you know. Like even the opinions that I have from the crew from like Sola to Hatch – uh, to Hatcher, Mike Hatch, um, just even friends, you know, who were like, hey, you know, would you ever think about doing this? I go, yes, I have. And now that I hear somebody else say it, it's just not my own crazy brain going, hey, that'd be a crazy, you know, like a mad scientist going, that'd be a crazy cool idea. And then when I hear two or three other people say, I go, I guess it wasn't that crazy after all. Let's try it. What's the worst that can happen? Right. No, I think that's great. I mean, it's just, I, I can't imagine trying to do this on your own. And uh, it's fantastic that you've got so many other guys in on this that feel the same way that you do. I mean, that's that's what's going to make this successful, I think. I mean, one of the one of the guys who really played a really key point in this was uh, Rick Alvarez. And if you know, he, he is um, uh, he worked on Transformers for a while, uh, designing of Transformers, and um, he's been really. Um, I was I was in a crunch. Like, I was kind of lost, because this is my first Kickstarter, you know? I mean, I know about buying stuff on Kickstarters, but putting one together is brutal. Oh, I can it's just, Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of, uh, man, it's like, I literally, I'm going to be honest with you, you can ask any of the guys on my team, I literally almost quit twice. I was like, I'm not doing this. This is just way too much. This is out of control. Like, I, there were things that I wasn't understanding. I'm like, man, if I screw this up, they will hang you. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um but they talked me off the ledge, you know, and Rick was a big component in that. Even guys like, you know, Dave Proctor talking to him on the phone at night. and It wasn't just about, like, toys, you know. It wasn't really about, like, companies. It was just about life stuff, too, you know. Uh, Andrew Franks has been supportive. Uh, John Sullivan, Murder Task Force John, you know, he's been so supportive in the do's and don'ts. Hey, you know, you should do this. Uh, Eric Aranda has been supportive with, like, you know, saying stuff like, you know, um, Great job. You know, he's – all these guys, although they're in a different company and they have their own stuff, I can't express how humble I am that these guys would even bother. You know, like some big corporation guys won't even talk to you. Right. You know, they're like, ah, hey, you do your own shit. We'll do our own stuff. Oh, sorry for custom, but um, no. these guys are no, this podcast is fucking explicit. <laughs> uh, they've been beyond helpful. They've been – they've – when I saw what they were doing, I was like, man, you know, I think I have this skill set. I'm not sure, but they brought that out in me. They motivated the hell out of me by looking at what they did, and I said, man, you know, this is just amazing. You know, what was so weird is I even admitted this, that when I first saw the uh, Retrieving Hacks, I was like, what the hell am I going to do with Romans? 
You know, like in right. my GI Joe universe, and I'll even say it here live. Like I was fucking dead wrong. They are fucking amazing, dude. I I can do anything with them. I've made so many cool things for myself. It just, you know, and then anything is possible. Anything is possible. They created a great product. They're going to come out with some more great stuff. Same thing with Task Force. I can't wait for the new line of stuff they're coming out with. Um, It just motivates me. It motivates me to do bigger things too, you know, Um, within my own realm of whatever it is I'm doing with the sci-fi stuff. And I have other stuff and other uh, stuff that I plan to release down the road, but I won't talk about it right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, with some pe- uh, some other people, which I'm pretty sure we'll get into later on. But um, it's it's bound to be a ride. But I'm going to start here, see how this goes, focus on wave two and three, uh, see how long that you know kind of rides out and lasts, and see how uh, welcoming that is. <clears throat> and then uh, we'll take it from there, man. You know, I I definitely want to thank the community for opening their arms and. Uh, kind of welcoming, welcoming this product and wel- welcoming the company into the three and two quarter universe. Well, we are and definitely looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. All three of us, I know, are just like, oh fuck yeah! My I'm, I'm glad, and I'm, I'm glad that you guys like it. I mean, I'm always welcome to suggestions too. You know, I always like have my line open. I try to communicate as much as possible. Um, I always tell people though that if they have great ideas, they might want to get a lawyer first because I don't want to know them. Don't right. start sending me like a booklet of like this character does this and stuff because I I won't even look at it. Uh, just you know, as a company, <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, that's a great idea. Let me use that, and then all of a sudden, again, I have to protect not only just the IP, but I have to protect the staff and the crew that work on this. You know, the guys who depend on kind of like a paycheck. You know, the guys who depend on their work getting out. Uh, uh, no, totally. I want to definitely thank another guy named Joe who stepped in at the last minute. Um, Derg, who actually did the box art for CERN, uh, the Void Eternal Trooper. Like, he was, man, he was on point, man. He, he worked his ass off to get those done. Uh, there were just so many other people, like, at some point that I wanted to make sure get the credit. I mean, uh, <clears throat> Dale was another guy who, um, who did, um, the staff for CERN, uh, for the Royal Guard as well, um, he came at the last minute to give me a hand, and he did a great, phenomenal job. Uh, there's so many people I'm pretty sure that I'm forgetting to thank, but, you know, um, I will as time goes on, you know, as the weeks go on. It'd be great if you guys meet them as well, because even though they do stuff for me, I'm pretty sure they're always welcoming to help other people out too, you know? Especially if they're looking to do figures and whatever else and packaging, if that's what they want. I'm not going to pigeonhole anybody to anything. Uh, I don't have them on a non-compete type nonsense. You know, I don't I don't consider myself one of the big guys. But uh, one of the lessons I did learn uh, is that I, I want to stay small. You know, if I can help it, I want to stay small. The second it starts to become too big, uh, I don't want to let the fans down and let some bigger company get a hold of it. And all of a sudden, they're like, hey, we're going to do five POAs now. I'm like, damn you, you know. Right. Um, so I'm going to prevent that. But uh, somebody asked me, like, hey, you know, what if somebody came to you and wanted to buy it and – it was like, well, what are they going to pay me? You know what I mean? What could they potentially pay me that I could do myself? If it means I make less money, but people are happy and I'm happy, and I get to basically give people what they want, and, I, and I'm the same type of collector, you know? Articulated figures with, like, weird, crazy gear. Nah, you, you couldn't pay me enough. 
You know, you just couldn't. And um, people say that now and then, like, oh, when somebody throws a million dollars in your face, these days a million dollars can't even buy a house. Right. <laughs> you know, by the time you pay the house and the taxes on it, you're done. So, you know what? It's here to stay for a while. Um, I have a question for you guys, though. Certainly. What did you guys yeah. think of the? Uh, what did you guys think of the video? I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I still haven't watched. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. Oh, I, you guys! Oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Epic failure. I, I couldn't watch videos on my tablet, and I didn't need it to be convinced. I, I was in. I was like, well, part of the video, if you do get a chance to watch it, is I wanted to go for that 80s retro kind of like, uh, I wanted to go for the... It reminds the, me of uh, an introduction, like an introduction to a, a cartoon, you know, kind of yeah. Robotech. Yep. Trent Troop did a great job. Chris Ho, who did the voiceover, did an excellent job as well. Um, I told him, I was like, you know, I want an 80s retro. I want like an old school cartoon voice, you know, like in between every section, like you know, next week, join us as we, you know, type of voice, and they did a great job, man, and I wanted, to, I wanted to take this back to, like, when I was a kid, you know, seeing the cartoon, and every time I was doing something, and the commercial came out, I would snap my neck and be like, oh, shit, I mean, oh, snap, look at that, you know? Oh, yeah. And, um, I don't know if, I mean, who was the one who saw the video? Who said who saw the video? I did. Brian. And did it, did it do that for you? Yeah, dude, did it, it was, I, I've been watching Robotech on, um, on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, man, that was like an intro to, and you know, I've watched uh, every episode of Dungeons and Dragons on on YouTube, and every once in a while I'll sit down and watch a bunch of episodes of Mask, and it's like, man, that was like an intro to an 80s cartoon. And that's that's what I was going for, man, because if you look at the line itself, it does have that retro 80s kind of feel, and uh, I think part of the reason why I wanted to do that is... Uh, if I decided to get crazy with it and expand it to newer stuff like tech, gear, mechs, and whatever else, at least it would match and catch up to the time, which is present day. That makes sense? Yeah, totally. So everything would have its place and it would have that retro vibe, but then eventually I would move up into like obviously modern tech and like more sophisticated stuff. But that's, that becomes a little bit to the point where it starts to get a little bit more expensive and tooling right. and more parts and more options. And until people know what they're looking for, I kind of wanted didn't over want to overwhelm them or myself, you know? And both Jimbo and I are, well, all three of us are huge fans of mechs, but Jimbo and I both have uh, several of the 118th scale um, scope dogs. Yep. What, what is that? Scope dogs? Oh, yeah, Google Holy Image that. Fucking shit, son. Fucking We'll send you some links, man. You are in a world of shit in your drawers. Yeah, uh -oh. totally. I'm telling you, man, you are I, just go put like three pair of draws on before you even watch watch these I'll things. Just, I'll just put on some depends and yeah, yeah. You go. it holds. You're in for it, man. You're gonna be like, fuck. Now I know what I'm gonna spend all my my health streamer profits on. You know, I I you know I wish I could, but I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, if I want something, uh, I'm gonna have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pay for my own health streamers if I want them. But for now, it's like, cause, you know, I mean, like I said, every bit of what I make at this point is, you know, people are like, you know, what are you going to do with the money and the profits that you make? I'm like, you know what? I consider that gone, man. Every bit of money that I spent in copyrights, trademarks, down to all the hours I spent from, 
So just the labor time, it just, it's roughly been about 26, 27. So I'm going to eat it. I'm just going to eat it, and that's why I can sell my figures so cheap. Because that's basically what I'm eating, so that way these guys can have figures cheaper. Because it's my stuff, dude. Where's it going? You know? I own it at the end of the day. If I want to have them produced, I can just have millions of them in my room, in my office if I want, right? So I looked at the number, and I said, you know what? Um, I spent more than that in my lifetime on Hasbro stuff to get products that they've made. So I can eat that money. Don't worry about the profits of what I should make back. Kind of cut into it and say, okay, I could make this much if I make these figures cost this much, but screw it. Whatever. 18 bucks a figure. It's, um, you know, and if the more you buy, obviously, it's a little bit cheaper. If it means that I make less, like a little bit less more of a profit, that's fine. And my only concern, again, is just making sure that I can obviously get a hold of another um, <clears throat> renderer, obviously, to take my job, you know? So I can focus on administrative stuff and obviously, you know, keep employing the guys that have been doing this great work, you know, from graphics to uh, artwork to whatever, you know, and helping these guys who are also um, creative as well. And, oh, just to let you guys know, another tidbit is uh, there are guys that I know uh, who've been helping me out through years and who've welcomed me into their family who will also be action figures too because I think that you guys know that Mike Hatcher is an action figure. Yeah, he was on. He's, he's, he he mentioned that when he was on the show. Yeah, he's a really good guy. I made him into an action figure. Uh, I made a, another guy that I know named Lee an action figure. That's actually Major Lee. Um, uh, Solo is going to be one. Jeff is going to be one. Marauder Rubin's going to be one. Nice. <laughs> you know, so you know it's you know, as long as they sign waivers saying I can use their likeness, they're 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 good to go. But I've already started a few of the guys already. They seem to like them. Because, um, in a sense, this is a part of my life, too. You know? Well, I think and JD I would be a perfect female well. figure. Say that again? I think JD would be a perfect female figure. I, you know? I mean, <laughs> if, you're willing to, if you're willing to send me some pictures with a wig on. <laughs> I've got a nice picture of him uh, in a ski mask. <laughs> That's scary. It is. Is one of the figures you, Solomon? No, you know what? I'm. Uh, how do I say this? Um, I don't really like to per se when it comes to certain things like this being one. Like when, keep in mind when I say I make fig- figures of Mike Hatch, it's a likeness. I don't want it right. to be exactly him because there's just this thing about cameras. I don't want people playing with toys to the point where they're like, "Bang, you're dead, Mike Hatch." That kind of for me, that's a little... Kind of freaky. I know it sounds weird. It's kind of creepy, yeah. It's like, if you're Patrick Stewart and you have a Star Trek figure, great, and you have the Borg kill you, whatever. If that's what you like, you know, you're an actor, that's what you do. But these are real people, and I don't want to cross that line for myself. So there'll be a likeness, there'll be the name. They'll look kind of close to them. But I don't want to make my catcher and then, you know, somebody uh, make a figure where he dies or something like that. That's like kind of bad mojo for me, you know? No, that's, that's fair um, enough. I like that. But I, I still want to honor them because they do play a part in in, uh, in my life, in my personal life. And um, for the things that they've done for me, just even by, I guess, what's the word? Um, I mean, one, trusting me, you know? Um, wel- welcoming into their home and being friends and being so supportive. I figured, oh, what am I going to do? Just make some random guy? Why not make a character based off of somebody else? 
not like so much their personalities, but just, you know, their likeness. Right, right. And I plan to do that for years to come. Like, because somebody asked me, like, oh, are you going to have one of these things where you can buy your own head sculpt for, like, $2,000? I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not something, you know? Right. Uh, I don't plan to do that, and um, I don't I don't plan to do that. But like I said, if somebody wanted, you know, their head down the road or whatever, I'm like, well, you know, you pay for the rendering, you know? We'll talk. <laughs> then I'll, you know, then maybe I consider it and just pop that on as a regular one of the head options. Um but as you know, as time goes on, I mean, I have characters and family members and people that I know that I plan to use kind of like their likeness of, you know, kind of honor their memory so they, the legacy lives on, I guess, if you would. Uh, even for the bad guys, believe it or not. <laughs> um, the, speaking sorry, not speaking of heads, i got another question. Okay. Um, do you plan to do any headsets, like head packs? Um... I mean, do the do the blanks come with 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 heads underneath the helmets? Yes, right. Oh uh, yes, every helmet, every every figure uh, that has a helmet of any kind has a removable helmet. I mean, it has a removable head. Okay. So the idea is that's kind of the dilemma. Like one of the things that I've been trying to say is that I'm creating an IP, which is I'm here to really sell hell screamers, not so much customizing parts. Right. And what happens is when I go to the factory, they're going to make me a certain amount of units. You know, so when these units are made, they're molded in a certain way. Like, you know, they have what they call gates, which cut off certain parts, you know, so they can feed X amount of pieces so they can make just heads, just arms, just whatever. And, um, you know, I was so I just didn't want to just sell heads and sell guns, weapons, because then guess what? I'm stuck with bodies. Right. 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 But the more and more I thought about it, I said, okay, should this Kickstarter go through, this is what I'll do. If I do offer heads, I'll offer head packs of five, not a single head. Like I said, I don't have the manpower for somebody to ask me, hey, you know, I just want this one head. And I I just feel guilty sending somebody one head for like five bucks in shipping, you know what I mean? It's just so weird to me. Excuse me. So, you know, um, there is a great possibility that you'll see like uh, head packs where you can buy like five divine ha- hammerheads. You know, uh, sorry, five divine hammerheads and five uh, hellscreamer heads. You know, you can buy like three to five packs of helmets with visors. Or you can do the that same thing. Like, you know, I, I, there definitely will be that. Um, it's just an issue of how I'm going to lay that out. You know. One step uh, at a time. Whether it can be three pack or is it a five pack? But I still have to be careful too in how many units I'm making when it when dealing with the factory. You know, so if the factory's telling me, "I will, if you need to do this, you need to do a thousand units of this helmet in the red visor, but with white," and they're like, "Because basically what they're going to do is this is how it's done. Like the the visors that are uh, what do you call it clear? We'll say the Divine Hammer Trooper, how it's got a clear visor and you can see the face through it." Right. How that's going to work is when they run that through the mold, they're going to make all of them clear red. They'll make a thousand clear red, a thousand clear yellow, a thousand clear blue, right? And then they'll basically right. paint whatever color around it, like white, red, black. So you have red on red, red on blue. And that's kind of like cutting down all your color sources. That makes sense? Yeah. I believe it's, so, yeah. Like if I have a thousand made, I'm going to have 250 painted in red over the blue. You know, it's a blue visor. Like a blue clear piece, red right. over it, white over it, black over it, yellow over it, or green over it, whatever the colors are, and then it's going to happen the same. It, it, what it does is it cuts down all the colors. Or I can be like, hey, I want a thousand red visor guys with blue helmets. 
and how people might want different color visors, you know, or different color lenses. So, so that's going to be a chore and a half to figure out. Either that or I'm going to have to get a 500 of each one or 1,000 of each one made, which means that I have to basically pay for all that up front because it's not like a Kickstarter anymore. Right. You know? So I have to be kind of careful with that, but I will offer something. I will definitely offer something, which is uh, visors in different colors, um, harnesses and stuff like that, where you can buy them separately in armor packs. Like, I'm just not going to give somebody a harness. I'm going to say, hey, if you do want to buy this armor, you have to buy this armor, side padding, shoulder pad, you know, and you can buy yeah, it that, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen any, any other Kickstarter do it where it's each individual piece. No. By itself, that, that's just and, that's just crazy on a and I will have, issue. And I yeah. will have surprise, and I will have surprise grab bags. Yeah, oh, because yeah. what I'm and and here's the thing, and I'm going to say this now because uh, I won't have them now because obviously I have to figure out what the factory is going to do for me as well when it comes to that. But uh, in wave one, I am currently also on the side on just on my personal thing for me that I'm taking care of on my end is I'm actually having some of the heads from Wave 2 printed up. And in these grab bags are going to be a few of these heads. Nice. Those, those are the women, right? Some of the females, some of the characters that are going to be in Wave 2, yeah. I won't make them available for the store, but I'll make them mysteriously pop up every so often. You know? Excellent. I'm calling uh, dibs into those. You know, I'll pay you for it, obviously, but I'm calling dibs. <laughs> But uh, and like I said, not every pack will have it. It'll just be it'll be a random thing. Um, that blind bag thing sure seems. JD was talking about that a couple couple episodes ago. The the blind bag thing sure seems to be a real popular. Oh, thing dude, right it's huge. Toys R Us has a whole section of blind box stuff. <laughs> they do actually, don't they? What do they get? A little transformer like mini dudes, and you don't know what's what's inside of them. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, <clears throat> there's Transformers, there's Batman, there's, there's all kinds, and they're different formats, different, different styles, different scales, there's, uh, blind boxes and blind bags are at, they're all the rage right now. The Mega Bloks Halo figures are, are bitch awesome. Love those are, they, are they in the blind bags too? Yep. Huh. You know, I've seen them at the store at, at Toys R Us. And um, I love their Call of Duty stuff that they have. It's the same scale, right? If I'm correct. Yeah. Like, I mean, thirty-second like scale, I think they it is. Something. Yeah, it's about yeah one thirty-second. Yeah, a little bit smaller than the one thirty-fifth, like World War Two stuff that they make. Yeah. And I'm a zombie fanatic. Like I really am. I love anything dead and zombies. And um, I've been like so dying to collect them and get into it. But I'm right now, currently, believe it or not, I'm literally in the process. Of moving my uh, studio to another location, so as of Tuesday, I'll be in the new location. It's more space. I knew um, I'm going to need it. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm going to need it. But, I uh, think so. I think you're going gone, to. But yeah. I mean, it sure seems that way. Just, just the, space, the, the fact that you're 50 percent funded in 24 hours, I think, speaks to how badly yeah. people want this stuff. I mean, um, I've not seen another Kickstarter. I don't even. I have not seen another Kickstarter do this well so far, in the preliminary. Oh, well, like I said, you know, I mean, it is a low, you know, it, it's a low goal. It was eighty-five. So, some of the other Kickstarters are like one twenty-five. You know, some of them were one fifty, and 
Um, a lot of them have reached their like halfway mark goal, I guess, or close to the halfway mark goal. So it's about the same, you know. It's about the same, I think, maybe. But I'm not going to celebrate anything until after this is all over, and like I said, until everybody gets their stuff in their hands. You yeah. Know? I'll rest. I'll rest comfortably when knowing that uh, people have their stuff shipped. You know. Yeah. They, when... They're starting to get them, and they're happy with it. And from there, I'll uh, I'll probably have like wave two. All right, and the uh, internet all explode with, hey, everything's awesome. Yeah, totally. I, I hope so, man. Totally. I do hope so. Jimbo, do you have any more questions? One last small question from one of the board members. Is there going to be an option on the Kickstarter to get one of absolutely every single solitary damn thing? All the well, blanks, all the carded figures, all the, all the exclusives, every last damn thing. Okay, so this is how it works on the Kickstarter currently. The, uh, how the Kickstarter works right now is uh, you can have what they call the all-in. Like, oh, I think one of the options is what they call an all-in. Let me just double-check right now because I know that I did this, and I was like, oh, man, how the hell am I going to give all these people what they want? Because somebody had mentioned that. How do I get one of every figure? Because they, they were, like, talking about maybe having bragging rights so they got every one, or, you know, what if they sure. just want to buy the parts to see what they really do like and swap out whatever, and... There's this one set that I made, and um, I believe it's called the the mix. It's the all-in mix, which is um, here it is. Cover me. I'm going all-in mix at 580. Right. They basically get every color of every figure that you see, with the exception of the stretch goals. And how the stretch goals are going to work is that once they're unlocked, you can add them on. Excellent. So they can still get it. It's not like exclusive to and. And part of the reasons why I didn't do, like, buy the all-in and pay the extra is because what if it doesn't make it? Now these people are forced to pretty much buy, what, more troops that they really might not want? I don't want to do that to them. Yeah, yeah, my job is to sell product. I get it. But um, what if I don't want any more Reapers or Troopers anymore, you know? What if I don't want another figure? And, and the price difference is there's a price difference between the figures. They're bigger, you know? Uh, I'm creating a whole new mold for them. They're not the same molds as the regular figures. They're about five inches big, i.e. the Void Eternal, about five right. inches in size. They're like over they're, – they're about a head taller than the average figure. Same thing with CERN. And if you notice on the packaging, if you read it correctly, it's actually going to be in chrome. Yeah, I was just looking at that. And yeah, like when I say chrome, everything that you see that's in the gold will be a gold chrome. Not like as in like matted gold. We're talking like Destro head chrome. Nice. So vac metalized. Correct. Exactly. Nice. And if you notice, it's not in the joint areas. You follow? Because how I designed it is that I wanted the black to be there, but they're basically going to make all the other parts vac like in, in the gold. That way it doesn't chip when you move the joints because it's not touching the joints, you know? Sort of how like a Silverhawks were. Fantastic. Oh, and uh, I wanted to do that. Uh, as time goes on, hopefully I can uh, eventually release the Void Trooper, uh, the Void Eternal in different colors as well. Currently, he is part of the Hellscreamers universe, like CERN in the Command Squad. Then there's uh, Kintel, which is um, the the Captain of the Guard. He's like the first release step, and that's why I didn't really make him that expensive. Um, same body format as CERN and the Guard as well, so you, know, you get them in a three-pack. And then from there, it's Jet Fighters. Now, although that the jet fighters are unlocked, as time goes on, I'm going to start revealing um, 
basically what the Jet Fighters really do look like outside of that shadowy kind of cloudy mist that you're looking at. But when I reach a certain mark, I'll go ahead and do that. You know, right. I think that once the uh, once the first figure starts to get unlocked, that's when I'll start to let people, you know, get into it. If not, you know, at a certain amount of time, because I don't want to wait like a week later, a week before it ends, and be like, "Hey guys, now take a look at it." Right. Um, yeah, that would. No, I think so. No. Uh, JD, any other questions? Nope. Nope. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, everybody starts a Kickstarter hoping for success, but uh, if somebody from the future had told you two days ago that in 24 hours this thing would be halfway to funded, would you believe them? No, like I said, man, um, <laughs> my guys have been busting on me all like all day and all night. I woke up to pings going, I told you so. Because I asked, to me, I, I, you know, uh, I, I'm not an optimist when it comes to this because at the end of the day, it's really the fan base that determines this for me, you know? Right. You can create the best product in the world and to be honest with you, or what you think is the best in the world or whatever you think is the best idea and other people might not like it. And, you know, to me, I was like, oh, maybe we'll hit 15 to 18, and then it'll kind of die down and slowly trickle into, you know, whatever. And now it seems like it's a big joke where every five minutes they're like, ping, 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 ping. Hey, man, you just hit 50. I told you. And um, you're like, fuck, man. You've been busting on me all day. And even while I'm on here right now, they've just been pegging me left and right. (laughs) You're 50% funded. I told you. Excellent. And, uh, so well, I mean, I I hope this is uh, I hope this is going to be a good thing, man. I, I think I so. I, think guys, I hope you guys like it. Oh, I love I hope it. Everybody else likes it. I hope, uh, man. You know, um, be great if everything got unlocked. Man. I would love it. I would love for everything to get unlocked. But I have some really. If things do get unlocked, man, I have some really cool plans for stuff that pretty much only my crew know, especially with the jet fighters. That um, people aren't going to expect. So, um, well, I'm hoping that everything does get unlocked, and um, closer towards when this, towards the end of the Kickstarter, we'll see where we're at and um, try and have you on again. Yeah, definitely, oh, yeah. man. I, mean, I would, I would love to do that. Um, if possible, man, I would love to be able to have some of the other guys on too. Oh yeah, you know? totally. As a part, and they can talk about their experience with this as well. They know a lot of guys in the community, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, we. And I'm pretty sure a lot of them are friends as well, and they'd like to know a part of like what they went through. Uh, I can be. Uh, oh yeah, no, we, we're more than happy. To, I mean, we get your whole team on here. We just that'd be amazing. We're running it, so we figured because uh, these Kickstarters. That uh, that we support, we like to we like to get the people behind it on just to sort of uh yeah just to sort of shine a spotlight on it and um so we figured we'd get you on and then and then uh, oh yeah by all means we're, we're happy to get the we're happy to get your inner circle on with you next time. I'm I'm glad you guys are doing this. I mean, I've listened to some of the other podcasts, and I was just sitting here cracking the fuck up because you guys are just fucking <laughs> no holes barred, man. You guys are just saying what you want. And I love that. 
That's pretty much like listening to our phone conversation with us. We just say whatever's on our minds, unfiltered. And, and that's how this uh, all, know. that's how we got started. I mean, J.D. and I used to talk for just hours and hours and hours and about the our verses that we were coming up with, our customs, how we were going to do it, you know, advice. So how do you want to, how should I do this? What should I do that? How should I sculpt this? What should I use for that? Oh, you like titties too? I like titties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And JD's like, hey, why don't we just do the same thing, but do it on podcast? Yeah, I was saying, why don't we just hit record and see if anybody else listens to it? I'm like, nobody's going to listen to this. And, you know, our first time out, I mean, we we had like 30-some episodes, and we had a huge following. It's just my job at the time cut into it. I was out of the country six months out of the year, so, you know, it just it didn't work. Wow, I mean, I look back at what you guys do. They, you know, there are other podcast guys who, you know, I've interacted with as well. You know, like Billy Singh from Plastic Empire, and you know, like I love what you guys do. You guys give you guys give a lot of exposure to a lot of guys too. You know, sometimes you joke around and say, "Yeah, our fourteen listeners, our five listeners," but you know what's so funny is, um, it's better than nothing. Period. Yeah, I was going to say. At least there's somebody out there doing something and just not talking about it. Like, I you guys talk about it on the phone. Well, let's put it this way. When we started this, I wasn't looking for a huge audience. I just wanted to give, you know, I figured we had the people that enjoy the conversation and then, uh, you know, give them something to listen to. And I like to have podcasts I like to listen to are the ones where. I find myself answering, you know, or, you know, having, having the conversation with the host as a listener, you know, yeah. just sort of, just sort of saying, um, boy, I wish I could actually participate because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm enjoying the conversation. And, and if I find myself actually talking to the podcast, that's what I want to, those are the kind of conversations I figure people like to listen to. So I figure I don't care about the size of our audience i honestly we'd do this even if we only had four people listening so i mean yeah we we'd be we'd be doing this no matter what because people people just they want to hear people talk about this stuff without any but you know they don't have limits and stuff like that right yeah they don't yeah they don't necessarily want to hear um the same stuff regurgitated yeah, yeah. So. you know, I, I've been kind of, uh, I'll be honest with you, I've been kind of nice because if you talk to any of my crew or any of the guys that worked on this stuff or any of my friends, I talk like a drunken sailor. <laughs> I mean, I, I really do, but as of late, I also realize that, um, you know, I do eventually want kids to collect this stuff too, and it's hard to sell a toy line called Hell Screamers to a kid, <laughs> you know? Hey, Billy, what do you want? I want some Hell Screamers. It's, it's, uh, it's a hard sell, but... Um, Hellboy had two movies and several storylines on the show. That's and a comic true book as well. That's very true as well. Um, it's, uh... If you want to push the envelope now, you got to put, like, motherfucker on your card back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be a hard sell at Toys R Us if they ever do sell it there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, buy this fucking figure <laughs> or <Yeah>. else. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Could you imagine? buy this shit well you know uh, here's the other thing I went to Toys R Us do you know they sell like a shit figure it's like 
It's from this cop line. The, like, goo it's emoji like, one? I don't know. There's, like, a, a dinosaur with machine gun arms. There's a oh, cop I've seen with that. a nightstick in the series. And there's a pile of shit. I haven't seen the pile thing. of shit, but I've seen that. I know it's. I know what you're talking you know, about. I've seen this. You know what I'm figure. talking about? Yes, Axe Cop, isn't it? Is it? What is it called? Is something called? Axe Cop? Yeah. I'm like, are you? Yeah. I walk in and some kid's like walking right past it looking at it. And it's like, wow. Yep. That's well, one of the things also that prompted me to be like, yeah, if these guys can sell figures to Toys R Us. Holy shit. The, right? uh, the uh, Prometheus line that uh, Nika did? Yes, the, yes. Like giant face hugger one? When right. when. Uh, when they when they packaged that thing, that thing had the tongue that came out of it, right? They had that package separately. You look at it in the package, and it's a fucking like two foot in scale dildo, just right there in the package. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought it. I, I, I was like loving that 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 squid monster. It was awesome. And I was like, holy shit, this is like a dick right here on the on the on the package. <laughs> and Jimbo loves it, I, so I we're just not even going to touch that. He's like, I bought two. Yeah. <laughs> Want to take out and play with? Wait, what? The figure or the? <laughs> and and you'll love this. It was bendy wire. Uh, so see, he, like, you know, like, how he's very descriptive. About this. Yeah. Say, <laughs> Jimbo, you're a weird guy. Hey, it was it was Prometheus, man. What do you want? It's not my fault. It's Geiger's fault. Just skipped it. Well, yeah. you know, Geiger's an, uh, an incredible designer. Yeah, you know, he, he is. He was. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of stuff if you really look closely. I would say he too is a weird guy. So yeah, doesn't he like uh, live in the mountains or something like that? Uh, I think he Some died castle. a couple of years ago. I, was, I don't think yeah. he's living anywhere anymore. Oh wow! No. Yeah, he yeah. died a yeah, couple years ago. Back. Oh, I almost forgot. I kind of do have to give a shout out to a few. Uh, well, not a few more people, but at least to one of the crew, uh, Alex and Taz. They're my bandmates. They're the guys. Uh, the music on the uh, promo. Yeah. It's actually from my band, Witness a Downfall. Nice. So uh, I had to give them a shout-out, too, because they put a lot of time and effort into that music. And, uh, you know, uh, don't laugh at my singing when you guys do get a chance to listen to it. <laughs> That's the video enough. at the top of the Kickstarter page? Say that again? Is that the same video at the top of the Kickstarter page? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I think, Excellent. I think I, I can see it here, so I might be able to watch it. Awesome. And we have definitely gone over our normal two-hour limit, two-hour show, but I think it was definitely worth it. Um, hey, hey, hey! I'm not done yet. Oh, Uh-oh. all right. Um, uh, I started telling you guys about the Transformers, but I figure because <clears throat> we talked about it when Jimbo was on, so <clears throat> give an update. Like I said, I found uh, I found Weird Wolf, and he's awesome. Came up with the backstory for him. Uh, I got my. Uh, I've got scattershot. Honestly, the combiners growing up, I didn't have any of them, and maybe I saw them on the on the cartoon, but usually they were the in the combined form. I didn't know who scattershot was, but I found it at TJ Maxx. He's he's big. He's awesome looking. He's a pain in the ass to transform. Uh, I got him most of the way into the little spaceship mode. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna put him back in robot mode and leave him that way. Um, cause that's how most of them are going to be used anyways. Um, but, and I got, I used, I took Jimbo's advice and I went to Walgreens and I found Brainstorm and I, uh, and so he's going to hang out with, uh, uh, he's going to hang out with, uh, Gears and Grand Slam as, uh, 
inventing stuff for the uh, uh, for the Joes and Transformers. But uh, you know what? This Titans Return line is cool. I I don't really understand. I've I've heard of the Headmasters. I don't really understand the symbiote relationship between a robot and a character. Yeah, because honestly, if 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 the little robot that that is the head decides to say fuck you to the rest of the robot, doesn't that sort of <laughs> doesn't that sort of leave them? I don't know, vulnerable. Um, or or do they have like a separate consciousness? I don't. I'm a little confused. Um, uh, That's uh, nothing but, new. Um, but I don't... I mean, as toys, they're awesome. It's just weird that... It's just weird that there's all these Transformers that don't do this. And then there's this little subsection where... Where they've got... They've got other robots <clears throat> controlling them as their heads. It's very strange. Um, but... Uh, I picked up Weird Wolf because they're Wolfwire, whatever the hell they're calling him. This dude is badass. I honestly had no idea that one of the things my life was missing was a giant robotic wolf. But sure enough, I, 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 I pulled it off the shelf. I'm like, I have no idea who that character is. And I don't know where it's been all my life. So I had to buy it. And he's staying in wolf mode <clears throat> only because I just think he's cool. I mean, he could be you know, the same robot transformer. It's just the wolf form. It's just, <clears throat> I don't know. I know it's really it weird, but I, I, what's so weird is what we're talking about, like, that character. My favorite, like, well, not favorite, but out of the wolf, like, out of the animal-type creatures, my favorite is actually Mindwipe, the bat, the purple and black bat. Oh, there's a new there's a new figure of him too. I think I just saw a picture of it today. On Facebook. Yep, I got him like too. Do you have the third party one, or do you have the one that has? No, I got the the Titans Return one. Yeah, the official one. Because there's a third party one. That third party. Yeah, the third party one's a little bit kind of he's like lanky and skinnier, but he looks pretty badass. Well, I want to get the alligator guy. I think his name is Skull Cruncher. Um, he's I want to get the him. Best one yet. What? He's the best one yet. I've got seven of these bastards so far. He well, seven? Did you say yeah. seven? I got seven of the <laughs> I haven't even gotten one yet. Oh, oh, you mean seven of the different characters? Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Okay, I, I got you seven of him. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I got... I, my first thought was uh, I need him uh, to team up with Crockmaster, but then I'm like, wait a minute. This guy's going to be Crockmaster's handler um i'm like yeah yeah i think uh, i think crockmaster is going to be subservient because honestly damn giant robotic alligator did you guys see the movie lake placid i yep. figure that in alien tra- in alien robot mode nice. Fuck yeah so i i, I haven't gotten him um <clears throat> but yeah i've got weird wolf who i didn't think I didn't know who he was. Looked him up on the TF wiki. I'm like, well, he could be one of my favorite characters. I got Brainstorm. Uh, I think I started telling you guys. I got him at the third Walgreens I went to. The second Walgreens only had Werewolf. So I, I, I snapped him up. And uh, <clears throat> the first one, three of the highbrow figures. 
I kind of thought maybe about getting in, but it was the first one I went to. I'm like, no, you know what? I'll wait. If I don't find anything else at the stores, because um, there were three of them, I thought, you know what? I'll go back and 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 I'll get <clears throat> I'll get him. Well, it turns out I found a bunch of others uh, out there. Um, I don't think. Uh, I want to get Chrome Dome, but I haven't seen him in the store. Um, and uh, yeah, he's another one. I don't have any memory of uh, the G1 figure, but these these toys are so cool looking. It's like I just, I don't know. I want to have a bunch of them. Um, I still need to go back for Galvatron, but because, uh, you know, last week I mentioned that at the time, I couldn't afford to get Galvatron, but now I went back to Walmart the other day to see if they had any left, just in case, again, I didn't find anything else. There were four of them sitting on the shelf, so I'm like, all right, well, he'll be available. Uh, there were five Sentinel Primes. I'm like, wow, he's going to be widely available. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, yeah, and then I got uh, Scattershot. So, yeah, all of a sudden my, my little branch of the universe with the transformers just expanded all of a sudden um these are pretty damn cool toys you know what honestly even if i didn't know anything about the characters um like even if let's say we didn't have the resource of tf wiki which if you ever go to tf wiki that's a black hole that you could surf through and not emerge for two hours um, they give you like tons of backstory and of all these characters and who there, they are. It, you know what? It isn't just backstory. Like it, it isn't so much. It isn't just that they're giving you the necessary information or or a character biography. The people that do these entries on TF Wiki, I, and I'm impressed. They're so deeply immersed in the lore and the mythology of transformers. It's like, it's very easy to get halfway through an entry and realize that even if you thought you knew about these characters, no, it turns out, no, you didn't. Um, it turns out at at the, 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 as you read the TF wiki, no matter what you thought you knew, you're a noob compared to the people writing on there. I mean, I've got some deep star Wars knowledge and I've got some Jeep, deep G.I. Joe knowledge, and I only wish that I could have the same depth of Transformers knowledge as the people writing on there, but I don't think my brain could handle it. I think I would need... uh, 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 I I, I would need... You know, because the thing is, with G.I. Joe and Star Wars, yeah, I've got a lot of the knowledge of it, but it's been accumulated over 30 years, where Transformers, I liked them when I was a kid, And I liked him again when I was a teenager, and I liked him again as an adult, but it wasn't continuous. And then it turns out, though, even if you thought you knew Transformers from G1, it turns out there's a whole other half of the line from Japan that we didn't have over here. And then there's been all this stuff in between, because there was, I think there was something in between, I mean, there was G2, and then there was Beast Wars. And then there was a bunch of other things that followed Beast Wars before they ever got to the modern stuff. Um, I know it sounds weird as a Transformers <clears throat> fan. I'll have to say that I was a Beast Wars fan. Like, um, I love guys like Death Charge and all these guys. It's kind of weird that 
I would even like animals as Transformers. But I love them. Like, uh, who's the vulture guy that they had? Um, Razor, I think? What's his name? Uh, he's a pterodactyl. Oh, uh, 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 shit. Who's a pterodactyl? Sauron? I don't... Or something like that? I no, don't Sauron's think his mo- name uh, was Shitbird. That's not... Shitbird. Shitbird. Nice. Um, Actually, you, you mentioned Beast Wars. My absolute single favorite Transformer toy of all motherfucking time was one of those very first, that first wave of uh, Beast Wars figures, Insecticon, turned into a blue and green beetle. And he had like spring-loaded Transformers, which I ripped out the, the, the spring-loaded shit. He was just Did the Beast Wars come as a spring action? Is that what it was? The, the, oh, the, wait. The beast ones. Yeah, the first, the he first like couple. A blue, he had like a blue kind of tingy kind of uh, shiny yep. type of blue, right? If I yeah, remember. And, yeah, and, and, he, yeah, and his like, like his green pixels. Yes. Yeah, they're green. There you go. I remember that. Face. And then he, he, he opened up his bug wings, and he had like this two-part crossbow that was stored up his, up in his ass, and then you snap it together. Yep, I remember I, buying that at KB when it was on sale. That's that I motherfucker. I loved him so much. I bought that guy like five times over and, and whatnot, and then I bashed some parts from a, uh, a scarab beetle zoids onto him to make trans metal insecticon and shit. That guy, I, the, he's. He's like, you know, he's four inches tall in, in, in bot mode. He's, like, super posable. And this was, like, the first time the Transformers were, like, actually action figures when they were in robot mode instead of just bricks. I, I fucking love that guy. He's, he's just I have a buddy named fuck. Darius who's, like, a huge Transformers fan. Like, you see his collection and you're like, holy shit. And, uh, he says, um, <clears throat> he's been helping me out with information because I'm an old school, like, kind of a... Uh, from the cartoon series, you know, I'm not into the newer characters, like the Headmasters and stuff like that. Right. And he would show me something, I'm like, who the fuck is that? He'd be like, that's so-and-so and so-and-so. And here it is, I'm like, on eBay, you know, looking for this character. And I'm like, wait a minute, so what's the difference between this one and that one? He's like, well, this one is from third-party this, and I'm like, you know, typing away, looking at this stuff. And I'm like, wait, so what's the difference between these two? And why does he have a green head, and this one has like a purple body, and... He and I'm pretty sure he's probably sick of hearing me asking him who is that, you know. And uh, it's like that wiki thing that you're talking about. He is so knowledgeable about all these like different Transformers, um, aside from the fact that he deals in toys. But I won't get into that part. But um, I've just recently been reintroduced into the Transformers universe, where I've just recently like gotten tons of new Transformers and. Uh, I'm kind of, that's my thing now. And, oh, and Hellscreamers too. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, that's yeah, my thing now. Um, that's like my obsession for some strange reason. But there are a lot of other things that, um, I know that, like with Transformers, it's, it's a part of my youth too, you know? And it's so weird how they make these Transformers in third party. Don't they have like a jet fire that's coming out that's like huge? It's Dude, like there's a, a bunch of third-party customers. Yeah, it's, I mean, in, it's impossible to keep companies. up on all I mean, the third-party stuff. There's, there's at least a half a dozen I've heard of, um, and they've always got stuff coming out. So, um, I, uh, I, I, those. I mean, the, the Hasbro stuff you can keep up with if you try, but I don't know how the Transformers. Like, I don't know how the Transformers collectors. Try to, I don't know how they keep up with the third party stuff because I listen to uh, a 
couple of podcasts. I listen to Transmissions podcast, and I listen to the Sabertron podcast uh, sometimes. Um, and most weeks I'll listen to uh, Radio Free Cybertron. Um, but they, they're always talking like third-party news. And I don't know how they keep up with it. Because the the, the Hasbro line is big. And then if you go off into the third party thing, it's like it's a whole, even if you only bought a few of them uh, from a couple different companies, it'd still be like uh, buying the equivalent of a whole wave of a uh, Hasbro series. I don't, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy how, how, many companies there are and how many different figures those companies put out. Yeah, I was trying to keep like, up with it like while I was working overseas. three different sets of Dinobot, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and they're all different sizes, too. Which is yeah, just and like, one of them's a Gestalt, so that yep. you can like, transform them all into one gigantic-ass Dinobot. Yep. Uh, there were a few Predacons. Um, yep. There's 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 been a few um, of the Combaticons uh, there's been a few of the aerial bots, I think. Uh, yeah, I was going to say whatever the the um, and then the stunticons. Yeah. They put up, they put out a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I've got yeah. Uh, um, I've got several of those sets. The third party, I've got a a couple of the different uh, combaticons. I've got the one of the stunticon sets and um, the TFC yeah. aerial bot set and the TFC um, devastator, and they are just some of them most fantastic toys that have ever been produced. Yeah, they are. I mean, I, I'm i like one of those uh, Chugs guys. I guess I'm starting to use a little bit of that terminology, which is the Transformers I Universe just series. learned what that was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm more into like the Transformers Universe scale because it's just the space and the things I want to build for them in my own custom world, you know. Uh, to do Masterpiece would be just killer, but everything in my like universe has to have a scale, too. You know, they yeah. have to like yeah. kind of be right where I have the Hegemon uh, Megatron, which I think is perfect for the Optimus Prime that they have. You know, the the I don't have any of the masterpiece uh, jets like uh, Starscream and stuff like that because I have the Chubbs. You know, those the masterpiece they are cool and they are expensive. Yeah, but I I'm I'm exactly the same way. They are too damn big. They're yeah. I I do. I like some of my characters to be the big guys. Like, because what's the, are they Voyager scale? Is that what the... Voyager scale. uh, Like, uh, like Scattershot and Galvatron. That's Voyager scale, right? Those are, those are... Like the figures? They're sort of like, like, you know how the Ultra Magnus is right now? Like in the Galvatron? That's considered Voyager class, I think. Well, yeah, and those, those are as big as I want my Transformers to be. Anything bigger than that is, one, uh, unmanageable for space, and two, it's awkward. Yes and no. Like, I agree with you, where that's, like, kind of where I want my biggest Transformers to be, like, as far as the scale. Oh, yeah, I mean, if you've got Metroplex, then, okay, he needs to be huge. Same thing Um, with the Jetfire they're coming out with. What is it, like, 16 inches big? He should be big. Yeah, because there was that one a couple years ago that, that... Oddly enough, I went to Kmart the other day to see what they had. They still had one of those jet fires there. He is fucking cool. He is also too damn big because 
I, I, I okay, I kind of want one, but I don't know that Jetfire is supposed to tower over the rest of the collection, and he would. Um, so he was fucking huge back in the cartoon back in the day, man. Yeah, he was. Was he? he was. Yeah, yeah, he was huge. So, he was. Oh, enormous. so he's I not. Like, I think Optimus Prime like stayed like kind of like right below like where his mid chest was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so he's not supposed to be. Like the same size as the Jets, like Star Oh, no, no, not at all. Oh, he was huge. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, this is why this is why the the third party one that they made, which was like uh, I think at the time it was like fourteen or fifteen inches, the one that they made for third party, that was the perfect scale for Chugs, I think, because the Optimus Prime pretty much when you put it next to it, stood right up to his chest. Uh, well, so he had to look up and talk with Jetfire. You, you, know you got to remember. That when 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 he came out, he was in the cartoon. He was originally called Skyfire, which is such a fucking cooler name than Jetfire. I don't know why they Jetfire's a badass name. Shut up, you. Skyfire, wasn't, was, awesome. Wasn't man. Jetfire originally like a big thing with? Uh, was it like Harmony Gold and Robotech at first? Yeah, <laughs> and they like were like. I mean, that, yeah, originally it was it was a straight up Valkyrie reissue. It really was, but but in the cartoon. He was the first Autobot that flew, and he was the entire Autobot Air Force. So he was the he was the one guy that had to take on all of the other Decepticons that flew. So yeah, say, wasn't to... it just him pretty much for a while until Power Guy Power Glide came along? Yep, until and the with Aerial Cosmos Bots. or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> oh yeah, the Flying Saucer <laughs> Compost. <laughs> Compost. <laughs> But well, who else? Wait, wasn't there somebody else who flew with a jetpack aside from Prime? Was it like a Cliff Jumper? One of those guys had a jetpack too. I think it was Cliff Jumper or Bumblebee had a jetpack, which they're starting to make now. Like third party. Sounds like it'd be Cliff Jumper, you know, if you could like jump through a cliff. You know. Like I oh. love characters like Brawn, you know. Tough. All right, so but all right. All right, so Jetfire is supposed to be that... Ah, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to reevaluate getting him now. Sure. God damn it. There's yeah, 40 bucks he's, that I don't have. But he's big. He's um, supposed to be bigger than Prime. Okay. I didn't he's realize... Bigger than Meg- I, he's bigger than Megatron. If you go back and you Google the cartoons, like if you two YouTube the cartoons, yeah. you just put Jetfire, you'll see how big he is. He's pretty oh. big. All right, so if I got him, he would actually be in scale, not wildly out of scale. Okay. Correct. I mean, depending right. on how big that figure is, though, because I don't... Is that uh, the one... Dude, he's, he's, okay, uh, the only one I can, he's bigger than, uh, the Combiner Wars, um, Skywarp, he's bigger okay. than, yeah, he's bigger than that, um, oh yeah, uh, so then he's, he's at least, and this, it, what is this for, your Chugs, you're doing Chug scale? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah, because, it's so funny, because I just learned what chugs what because what is uh, there's a there's a group what on facebook for uh the tf wiki it's basically a discussion of all things transformers and um somebody posted uh, there was a guy in there yesterday that posted uh, an autobot that i think he said he had just gotten it and i just said i don't know who it is but he's freaking cool he's like a car uh, he's gray he's got like metallic maroon trim and stuff like that um and i asked i said that's cool who is it and he said it's my newest uh, or he said it's a it's a new chug or something and honestly my response was and i thought <laughs> i thought maybe the name was chug and i was gonna go look it up because let's face it transformers 
have some kind of goofy names sometimes, but no, he actually told me that's what it was. It's the, it's the, um, definition the, of what type of style. It yeah. Is. Like he, he broke, he broke it down, you know, what the acronym was. And so it's funny that you mentioned it because it was only just yesterday I learned it. And yeah, my transformers, they're going to be in the chug scales because, and Oh, it turns out that that one, he linked me to it on Amazon was uh, Crosscut, and he's cool because, like, I read his bio. I'm like, <clears throat> he's like a, he's like an ambassador for the Autobots. I don't know. It's friggin' cool. Um, cool. He's he's Jean Luc Picard for my Autobots. I mean, that's that's, that's <laughs> I mean, that's I just phenomenal, recently found out but, that uh, I just recently found out that Blue Streak. Who is it? Blue Streak. Um, who's the other one? Smokescreen. Yeah, and Prowl, or or one of those. I think it, it's either that or a Sunstreaker and Sideswiper are like brothers from Cybertron, which is just uh, so weird. Like somebody's telling me that, and I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, they're like from the same kind of like molds of their brothers, and they consider themselves brothers. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy. The, uh, was Sideswipe and, and Sunstreak, wasn't it? Yeah. That's exactly who they are. Yeah, yep, the two Lamborghinis. Uh, they the Lambos. Right? Yeah, two Lamborghini yep, Kintosh. Yep. And I was thinking the same thing with Smokescreen, Blue Streak, and Prowl. You know, they're like the same type of car too. But uh, you learn new things all the time, and that's the fun part about collecting anything. You know, it's the learning aspect and hearing their stories and stuff. And it's it's new to you. It's sort of like uh, one of my buddies is asking me. He's like, "Yo, you're not gonna wait online for the new games to come out?" I'm like, "Listen, man, if I want to play it, and I play it, I don't know, two years from now, I'm still gonna get the same experience." Right. I'm going to get that same night where you wait online and spend 75 where I go to GameStop and buy it used for 10 <laughs> I'm going to get the same experience. So I can wait. Dude, I, I, I don't, I'm not a gamer. I don't Neither, have time. You know what? Unless Let's killing zombie it. games, that's the only time I ever buy I don't have time for it. And, and when I say that, I mean, I don't have time for games because I'm making time for everything else because my skill set isn't really there and so i'm not a gamer by any stretch um if i was to game uh, even even if i was even if i was to dabble in it that would take away all my time away from customizing and 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 gi joe transformers star wars and all this geeky shit we talk about on here so no um like yeah kids on the other hand they like to they like to play games uh daughter she's all about some app games on the phone i'm like i don't even know how you see it but okay um um but uh yeah no that's and uh yeah then i have no budget for that stuff either so uh, but yeah it's funny because I'm, I'm i'm i mean i'm never gonna have a transformers collection um but it's uh it's yeah it's like i'm i'm growing this this uh I'm the same way. I become, you know, I liked it before, but now I'm becoming a a fan slash collector. Where uh, I didn't have the opportunity before, but now I sort of do because um, there was always something else to buy, and now now there's less to buy. I do have some of the new GI Joe stuff, but I've only got one more set that I need to buy, and then after that, I won't need to buy anymore. So, yeah, uh, because I saw. Uh, the one I really wanted was Heavy Duty and Stiletto. It's the only one I didn't see today. But I've got the other, uh, I've got the three packs, and I've got 
uh, Duke and Tombstone. So now I just need heavy duty, but not yeah, very. I, I I do want to kind of um, get those packs for parts. You know, I mean, I I like the whole idea of shooter, but I want to make mine in green because that's how I think she should be like the original Joes. Well, uh, it's funny because I'll make years, my own. For years, I, I was wishing for a shooter figure. After I read uh, Devil's Deuce. G.I. Joe Declassified. I was wishing for a figure of her for years. I was surprised when they finally said they're making her, and so I'm happy to have her. Um, in the pack with her, I like Falcon, but he's not... I need to do something else with him, and I don't know what. Um, and Outback, I, li- I like <laughs> that they made... No, I like that they made another big figure. But, yeah, but that you know what? Well... Here's my thing. Outback, he's supposed to be a burly, muscular guy. But I never pictured him being like the big, not like the big mountain guy. Not, not I, like the. I just find it weird for a company who likes to retool the same old parts again that they did not use the club figure head for that figure. Um, well, yeah, so he's got kind of a pinhead, you know. Um, I, I, so I. I think I'm going to put a different head on it. It's like I'm going to use Norris. somebody else. It, um, it reminds me of uh, Chuck Norris Delta Force instead of Outback. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not. Yeah, he, he's not quite there. So I don't know who I'm going to make him, but I think I'm going to turn him into somebody else. Um, but uh, but yeah, I got that stuff. But yeah, once I get that last pack, because uh, I'm skipping. The Viper and the Iron Grenadier. No, I will get one of them because I have a couple of Iron Grenadiers and I have a couple of Vipers. I can use one more. I'm skipping the zombies and uh, and uh, and then after that, I'm you know I'm done with it. So I until uh, next year when they put out another small collection of repaints. Uh, Tombstone's cool though. I didn't realize he only had one eye with the, with the scar. That's pretty cool. Um, and you know he got he got a new head scar, and I'm I'm all about new characters. Anytime they add fresh blood to the Joe line and the Cobras, um, I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm good with it. So yeah, I got those. But um, meanwhile, I'm on the lookout for more more Transformers. Um, yeah, that's my thing right now too, man. It's uh, whenever I can get them, when I have the time. I've been like literally almost indoors for like six months. <laughs> I've seen the light of day trying to finish this off, and uh, I'm saying, "Geez, winter's not even here yet." Yeah, which is what usually happens in the winter for people. I've missed out on a lot of stuff, man. This year, I've had to make a lot of sacrifices, and my family's been patient. You know, um, it's uh, it's been a rough road, man. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of don't want to do it again, but it's too late. I have to keep going. And, <laughs> uh, damn it! Can't you know, man, can't put you know, back in now. Yeah, you know what's so funny is um, somebody asked me uh, when it, when I launched the Kickstarter. Somebody asked me, "How do you feel?" And I said, "Fuck, man! I can't, I can't back out." <laughs> I just, you know, it's I got to move forward with this. Not that I really was planning to, but. The, the reality of all really doesn't hit you. Like, this is happening. You know, that this is Oops, going forward. Your dream is, you know, you're, 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 and people are like, you know, well, all your hard work. I'm like, listen, the reality is that when you're on this end of it, it doesn't stop. Now you, 
now I have to, it's my job to work twice as hard to make this happen, to make sure that everything's on point, to make sure that the factory is doing what they're doing, making sure that I can help the customers. My team can help the customers as much as possible. And they're, you know, they have a passion for this too. That's why they do it. And it's just beginning. This is just beginning. You know, you would think that it's over. You made the product, you put it out. And uh, I was kind of feeling that way. And then when I did press like the start your campaign, it kind of hit me like, oh shit, what I just do? <laughs> it's not over. Fuck, it's just actually starting. Ah, uh, double-edged sword. You hope it, for it success, is. and then you found it, and it's like, well, all right, well, uh, let's make this work, and and you know, hope that. Um, I mean, obviously. Listen, it's like this, man. The rest is in your hands, guys. The rest is in everybody else's hands at this point when it comes to that. Um, I'm going to do my end, and um, I don't know, I'm actually going to take a look at it right this minute. Let's see. What are we at right now? 157 backers at 44,854. With, with 33 days to go, we're in basically day one with uh, day one and three hours. Nice. So um, I hope this is going to be a success. And again, um, thank you to all you guys. I mean, you guys as well. Um, not just for just the podcast, but just uh, or the interview or anything. Just believing in the product, believing in what I'm doing, believing in what the team's doing. Absolutely. Um, no, I'm all of you I are doing amazing work. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I mean, they deserve a lot of that credit too, man. It just is not one person. It doesn't work that way. No, no. I mean, I mean, it's it, yeah. The, the kudos goes to everybody. Yeah, definitely. But you know, I, I wanted to stretch him. People are like, you know, you do thirty days. I'm like, I'm gonna do thirty four days. I'm like, thirty four days. I said, yeah, get the last weekend in. It ends December fourth, which is uh, a Sunday. It gives um, people time to uh, kind of figure. It. I know the holidays are coming up as well. You know, but uh, <clears throat> you know, it's it was Halloween, man. Sci-fi Halloween and horror go hand in hand, and that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to do. It. That's when I planned to do it, and. Uh, I hope it works out. I think it will. I mean, it's off to a great start. So uh, we are at like two hours and two and a half hours for this show. So uh, I think we will call it a night. And um, thanks for being on. Thanks for sharing all the the backstories and the little uh, hints of things to come for the Hell Screamers. You know, we were all looking forward to this. Thank you guys very much. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, anytime you guys want me back on for whatever reason, man, I will always make time. Thank you for doing this for me at the beginning. You know? Yeah, it's no. It's kind I, of like tough at the end when you're like doing big things and people are like, hey, do you got time? I'm like, nah, I don't have time. Well, it's funny because Brian texted me today and he said, uh, said I got uh, I got Solomon on for the show tonight. I'm like, already? That was, that was fast. I figured we'd have you on in the next week, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a small philosophy. is like, if you're not here in the beginning, you won't be here in the end. So, like, I, you know, you guys are here at the beginning. You yeah. know, you guys are giving me an opportunity to kind of talk about the product. You guys are really cool guys. I love the show that you guys do. Oh, I appreciate so, that. So, um, it's kind of like you're doing a great service to the community, too. You know, for anybody who listens, who's kind of curious, and instead of them typing away, they can just sit and listen and know about the product and... The other stuff that we talk about is great, too, because it's all a part about what we do. It, it just as collectors, and I even just as 
the house screamers or anything else. It just, you know, it was a great thing talking about all the other stuff out there. It's a part of um, <clears throat> what we are, I guess, you know? Definitely. It takes this stuff, like, really passionate and personal. And you guys have a little, you guys create an outlet for that. And I thank you guys for doing stuff like that as well. Well, we appreciate getting feedback like that. You know? I sure as hell do. I, I, thank you to, to Brian and JD for having me again. I very much appreciate that. Oh, it's always fun, Jimbo. Yeah, definitely. I will have you on again, too. Hey, yeah, cool. thank you guys very much uh, for everything, and uh, we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll be we'll stay in touch, and um, we'll definitely have you on the show before the again before the Kickstarter ends, and we can get some more of the behind the scenes guys on too. Definitely, definitely. I'll end that with a fuck yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Fuck yeah. All right. Um, fuck yeah. All right. That you is episode ten of General Geekery. Um, thanks for listening.